All the sports are plays. All sports are plays. All the sports are plays. We're making a place, you're talking again, get you to the days. We're high in the court, they're dying in the lane. Variety topics, living the same. All the citations, sports information. In the airways, taking the nation. All sport, all plays, they work in your faces. Grace at the field, so type the laces. All sports, all plays. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the ASAP Afternoon Blitz, Monday, August 8, 2022. I uh, hope everybody had a great weekend. Had a, quite a bit of stuff going on in sports over the weekend and news about old players and all kinds of stuff going on. But joined today by Jay McLovin and Rob Scott. How you doing today, Jay? Hey, no complaints. No complaints at all, man. Uh, as you've seen, man, whoo, them Dodgers. I'm not a Dodgers fan, but damn, Lord, how mercy they swept the pot. Oh, yeah. It looked good over the weekend. But How's our boy uh, Rob Scott doing down there? Man, I'm doing great, my boy. Um, the Bears can't catch a break, can they? I, I, I see now Nicole, uh, however you say his name, that, that receiver we just uh, got from the Patriots. Yeah, the Kill Harry. Kill Harry, yeah, man. I see he got a bad ankle injury now. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> yeah, they haven't said what it is, but they're acting like it's it's they said it bad. was bad. From what I was reading and understanding, it, it it didn't look good at all. So, you know, thoughts and prayers for him. But, man, it's just like Chicago teams nowadays. Catch a break. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's just weird because especially with receivers, you just get rid of Allen Robinson and now the guy you brought in to kind of take his place gets hurt hell, before the first preseason game. <laughs> In the words of pride, what a time to be alive. Hey, well, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I've been saying it before pride. <laughs> what do you what do you guys think about Kareem Hunt, the man to trade from the Browns? The, I guess the Browns said they're not going they declined it. They're not going to trade him. Yeah, they're not gonna let go of Kareem Hunt. He's he's you know, he he missed like nine games last year. I think he he had like somewhere around the 360, uh, I believe, yards rushing, five touchdowns, but he missed nine games. And they do have a, uh, they have like what, three running backs? Um, so he actually fell third in that deal. But again, that was money because he, he missed time due to injury. I think he would, I, I, but I think he, he accounts for a lot. When he's healthy, he accounts for a lot in that run game. So you take Kareem Hunt out of the mix and give all the bulk to Chubb. I don't know that. I don't know how that's going to affect Chubb. You know what I'm saying? I just – I was saying that um, that's a great point because you got to think about now, too, if you look at it from the angle of – you don't have Deshaun Watson. You don't know if you're going to have him for six games. 
The NFL wants to appeal that now, you know, due to the to the look. And we, we talked about that before. Roger Goodell is going to appease to the owners. And, and the owners don't care nothing about except for money. So if right. women are going to make an uproar about this and, and say I'm not going to watch the product known as the NFL when the NFL is trying to, to change their demographic of who they reach to, you know, they, they're going to appease to that. And then Roger Goodell now is, you know, the NFL are trying to, to 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 you know appeal that that six game suspension. So now you don't have Deshaun Watson, which means you're gonna have who the, the Jacoby Brissett. Brissett. So you you need that two headed monster in that run game to 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 be important offensively and to try to take some pressure off that defense with the Cleveland Browns. And like Jay alluded to, if you're trying to give all that more than my brother, if you're trying to give all the possessions to Nick Chubb. You know, you, you, you're going to cause some trouble, and that's the thing with the, the Cleveland Browns offense. You don't know how they're going to hit you because Chubb and Kareem are two different style runners. So now you're getting hit from all angles. You got a guy that can finesse you and then a guy that just going to clean run you over. So, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't let go of him either if I'm the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, and again, you know, it's really weird, man. It just seems like the Browns are just coming into all kinds of crazy – because, you know – Hunt is at the end of his two-year. He, he did a two-year 12-mil deal, so he's yeah. going to be available next year in free agency. So yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. Hey, look, he's seeking an extension, and I, if I'm the Browns, I know they're declining whatever to trade him, but if I'm the Browns, I'm going to say, look, Kareem, this is what we can offer you in the way of an extension. And if they can't come to terms on an extension, then you do it for a trade. Otherwise, you're going to lose out on them. Well, remember, Kareem got into that trouble. So he had to, he had to, you know, keep his head down, play his game and and stay out of the limelight. So now that he's like, okay, I've proven myself. I've I've, I've, I've made myself an outstanding citizen in the NFL. I've stayed out of trouble. I've come, I've came to work, did my job. I want my money. (laughs) As Chris said, I want my money. But so, again, you know. but, but let me ask you this: What are we looking at in terms of what Kareem Hunt is worth? He, like I said, he did a two a two year twelve mil deal. What are we going to give Kareem because he's come off that injury? He, well, he missed nine nine games last season. You know what? What are we? What are we going to give him? I give what, okay, so you think okay? So if he missed nine games, yeah, that means that means he played what eight games? So he played mm-hmm. eight games out of the season. Mm-hmm. At 364 yards, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not a whole hell of a lot of production. And I don't know if it necessarily is all Kareem's fault because he isn't a, a running back by committee effort. And we all know that in that three-headed monster, Nick Chubb is your number one guy. Of course. So I don't know. I don't necessarily you can necessarily put all that on Kareem Hunt's fault or his lack of production. But again, what are we going to pay him? Or what would anybody pay him? <laughs> I mean, well, first of all, I have to say, I don't know which name I like more. Foxborough, Frankie. Oh, Frankie the Yankee. I'm Frankie the Yankee this, can't this. be used anymore because Frankie Montas uh, has <laughs> and, and said basically, Frankie, I don't care who you are. You are not as important as I am to the city of New York. So I'm going to take this name and we don't give a damn. Oh, wow. You know. Yeah, that's, that's what Frankie Montas. Yeah, let's shut him up for a second. <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna need a little sabbatical for a second there. (laughs) Yeah, but 
Yeah, I don't think they're going to get rid of Hunt either, especially with what, like you guys said, with their quarterback situation, because they're going to need both them running backs because you're going to be running the ball a lot with uh, Brissett being your quarterback. Yeah, well, to answer Jay's question, because he said how much is Hunt worth, clearly I'm I'm worth enough for you to not want to trade me. So he has a little leverage. (laughs) Clearly, I can't be that bad because you're not going to let me Go out here and explore my options. And he's only twenty seven. He's only twenty seven. <laughs> so you would think he'd have at least a couple or two or three more years. You would hope, but he has had injury issues, like you like you have pointed out. Yeah. And if you think about it, like you said, if he wouldn't got in trouble, he'd probably still might still be in Kansas City. Yeah, he was killing it. He was killing in Kansas Chicago. City. Could you picture what he? If, if, if Pat Mahomes would have had him and, and they had Tyree. And, 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 that, and that's where I'm going. Oh, at. my God. You look at Clyde Edward Hilaire and you look at the other running backs that Kansas City have. In my opinion, I think they let go of the wrong running back. Well, they had to because, like, I mean, I would, it looked no, bad at first one. Keep Kareem Hunt. If you're Kansas City, you keep Kareem because he had 1,300-yard seasons with those guys. Well, so why they, you let that go for Clyde Edward Hilaire? Not that, and that's no disrespect to him, but. I think you let go of your star guy, and you kept the wrong guy. As soon as that video came out of him k- kicking that uh, woman, they released yeah, it. Yeah, it was it. It was it. Especially at a time where the Me Too movement was real hot. My yeah. dude. My guy. <laughs> but no, nah, man. Hey, shout out to Mike, too, man. All, all those Chicago Sky players he interviewed, man. Can't oh, yeah. Talk. Mike's killing. I can't wait to watch that episode. Y'all check out Sky Sports, baby. What do you think about uh, Kareem Hunt uh, demanding a trade, Frankie? Frankie. Man, I'm, like, coming back into reality. I had a really, really, really long weekend, boys. <laughs> um, You had I a long weekend. I've been working. Lord Jesus. I, I, I was at a bachelor party, bro. Turn up there. Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> real. Hey, Frankie said he smoked the whole plant. Yes, Lord. Jay, I smoked the whole plant and got more of a plant. <laughs> <laughs> it was insane. It was insane. Hey, hey, it was Frank, like, hey, Frankie said he smoked the plant all the way down to the dirt. <laughs> I was, I was digging for the roots and stems and seeds. Let me stop. <laughs> no, no, but um. I did see I uh I, when I was up there a little bit I did uh I was watching some ESPN and I did see that uh he requested a trade which is mind blowing to me uh because you know Kareem Hunt and, and Nick Chubb are a crazy duo on the backfield crazy, crazy. and it, it, for me I mean I'm happy for Kareem Hunt because he's showing that he wants to be a starter running back which he basically is for the Cleveland Browns but what Nick Chubb did last year it. it is no point in in putting Kareem Hunt in that lineup. Like, I mean, well, if, even if you want to say they both number ones, Chubb is one A. Yeah, yeah, Chubb, Chubb, <laughs> Chubb is insane. Like, like he was just insane. And I mean, why, why? It's a great thing to have both Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb in the backfield. But Kareem Hunt is a guy that that deserves to be a number one right, uh, running back. He doesn't want to like wait his turn to get on the field. And have a little bit of runs here and there, and then Nick Chubb goes in. No, he wants to be on the field. You know, he wants to do Christian McCaffrey things. He wants to be that running back for that squad. So I understand where he, you know, what he wants to do. But the question is, where is he going to go? I mean, is he going to go back to you know, like when he started with the Browns and be in a trash organization like the Jaguars or something like that, or the the Lions? 
or is he going to get the trade that he wants and go to that superstar team like the Kansas City Chiefs go or back, somebody in? Or, go or back somebody, <laughs> Yeah, go back to the Chiefs or, or somebody in the, in the AFC West because it looks like everybody wants to go to the AFC West now. <laughs> that's where, yeah, that's where everybody's at. I'm sorry, I'm interrupt. I was gonna say if you're hey, if you're Kansas City though, and you know that Kareem Hunt is is you know if if they don't extend him and he's coming up in the market next year, and you know that you know running back is one of the spots we are lacking a little bit on. Do you try to make a put? And you're familiar with him. Do you try to make a a push to bring him back? Or even if you're Buffalo and maybe you don't believe in Singletary as your running back, does does Buffalo try to make a run at Kareem Hunt? Because that could be the missing piece that Buffalo needs to get over the hump of KC. No, I think Buffalo. I think Buffalo is all set. Buffalo don't need to, you know, get anything else. I think. I think KC. What KC should do is bring him back because I honestly, in my theory, in my uh, what I looked at, I don't think KC wanted to let him go. They let him go because of the situation he had outside of football with that elevator incident and that female. Yep. That's the reason. The main reason KC had to let him go because they didn't want to deal with that trouble, kind of like what the Houston Texans and the Cleveland Browns are dealing yeah. with with Deshaun Watson. As soon as that video came out, he was gone. Frankie, so you're telling me, and look, and I'm not, I'm not dispelling you, Frankie. I mean, I I understand that, but I I just, I don't think Singletary is the running back for the the no get them to that next level. You know what I'm? No, 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 no. Yeah, I know what you mean, Singletary, because Singletary wasn't that guy for them last year. They had the other guy, and I don't know his name. I think it's Mo- Moses or something like that. Yeah, I uh, that. that they I had. Him, that, name, I think he's going to end up being their main back. Yeah, he's because of what he, the numbers and in, in, in the routes that he was running for Buffalo yeah. last year, it automatically puts him at the number one position of running back. Singletary went downhill last year, and I just think, um, you know, I think Buffalo. I don't, you know, I don't know, bro. I, I don't think Buffalo is going to go after him. Buffalo is, they're right now at a point where yeah, they're going to have some running games. But Josh Allen has so much freaking talent on the wide receivers. I I predict that the Buffalo Bills are going to be more of a of a throwing team this year than a running team than they were last year. And and I got to be honest with you, and I and I know what you're saying, Frank, and I don't and I don't dis- disagree with you. I mean, they're going to have a hell of a passing. There's no question about that. Right. I feel like though, if Singletary doesn't deliver, they don't go to Kareem Hunt or anybody for that matter. And they ride their back of Singletary. If he doesn't deliver in the running game, as good as and, and Josh Allen becomes your, I guess, quote unquote, hybrid running back, quarterback, or whatever, I don't think Buffalo, if, even if they make it to the Super Bowl, I don't think they make it or win the Super Bowl because I think they become a one trick pony. Okay, look, we know Buffalo doesn't have a running game. So we're not worried, worried about that. All we got to do is shut down the passing game or limit the passing game, and we got the Bills. I feel like, it, it, and that's why I feel like. They really better believe that Singletary is the guy if they don't try to go after a Kareem Hunt or whatever. Not that they can go after him this year anyway, because unless, like I said, unless the Browns offer him an extension and he refuses it, and then they have to trade him. But for the Bills, man, if they don't address that running game or if Singletary isn't the guy, I think that's what's going to limit Buffalo from getting the Super Bowl. Good. I don't want them to get a Super Bowl. Hey, I don't want them to get a Super Bowl later. Hey, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying from that standpoint, man. But I get you, Frank. Well, oh, calm down. They, they did draft uh, – the Bills did draft a running back this year, that uh, James Cook out of Georgia. Yeah, that's that well. so like the, runner, did, but we believe in him. That's what I said on uh, on our Saturday show, uh, Jay. I had a bunch of Buffalo Bill fans around me, and I said the same thing. Uh, it was funny because right before Jay had asked me about this, uh, about the Buffalo Bills, I said to him, I said, I'm, I'm around two Buffalo Bill fans right now. And they came out with that, <laughs> that running back rookie. 
and Jay, I swear Jay had me laughing because Jay said the same exact thing to me on the podcast. The same exact thing I said to them, Jay said to me. And I said, it's just, it's it's retarded to me that Buffalo Bill fans are there saying, oh, well, well, you know, Devin Singletary didn't have a good year, but guess who we got? We got Devin Cook's brother. And they okay? and people believe that. People believe just because he's his brother or whatever, that automatically he's going to be the next Devin Cook. And it doesn't work. Oh, like yeah. That. No, yeah, it don't work like it that. Yeah, I don't know like how that. good he's going to be. He got drafted in the second round, so he's definitely not as good as Dalvin Cook. I mean, how many brothers have we seen in the NFL where one is better than the other? Except for the Kelsey brothers. The Kelsey brothers are, are – they're – they're they're kind of yeah, even. I would give you that. The Kelsey brothers are both of those guys. Are, I mean, obviously yeah. Travis Kelsey's a little bit more, but yeah, I get that too. Like, they're a little different. I mean, you, you know, with the Patriots, I we mean, had Jason and Devin McCourty. You can kind of say the Mannings, but we all know that Peyton was better than Eli. Yeah, both Peyton. Oh yeah, definitely. Still, but what I'm saying is, both quarterbacks still have Super Bowls. I mean, they both have two. So we can't discredit the fact that even though Eli isn't as nowhere near like Peyton, but Eli was still good enough. Well, he was still good enough to be Brady, so just hold back off your horses. Yeah, yeah. Not only not only was he good enough to be Brady, uh, Jay, but he was he was great enough to win two Super Bowl rings before Peyton got his second. Well, that's true, but but, but was that really Peyton's fault? Well, maybe it kind of was because Peyton. Did... Uh, I mean, he some, he, of, he was his fault, but hey, some of it was defense as well back then. About Peyton, so. I mean, I mean, he did win a Super Bowl with the Colts. But we, you know, let's not forget, my man went through a life life threatening injury with his neck. Yeah, you know, and then he hey, you know, he ends up coming back he, he with came back for a buff. I mean, for Denver though, didn't he? Yeah, yeah and that's and that's what and that's what Indianapolis had messed up really because yep. I mean they went and got Andrew Luck, who honestly was fantastic. Andrew Luck was really fantastic, but you you bring in Andrew Luck and then Peyton Manning comes back saying, "Hey, my neck is you know my neck is good. I feel like I could go." But they're already basically telling Peyton Manning, well, hey, we got the future right now in Andrew Luck. What he's doing is basically what you did for us. And we feel like, you know, you should stay on the bench and, you know, keep keep healing your neck and, you know, try and drive uh, – try and drive um, freaking Andrew Luck to the future and, and be more successful quarterback. Peyton Manning was like, uh-uh, the hell with that. Nope, trade me. I'm, I'm Peyton goddamn Manning. I do not yeah. ride the bench. That's like basically putting Tom Brady on the bench. You don't do that. Trade his ass. They did put baby in the corner. Nobody puts baby yeah. in the corner. But let me say this though: if you look at that Broncos team, honestly, they won that Super Bowl because of everything around Peyton. Because if you look at Peyton's numbers, yeah. they weren't bad. Didn't like Peyton Manning's numbers weren't bad, but yeah. they were very, very pedestrian. Like, no, you're right. Was the defense. Yeah. But, the, but now the year before. So the, the year they made it to the Super Bowl and lost, Peyton Seahawks, was playing his yeah. ass off that year. He had an MVP-type season. But the year they won the Super Bowl, you're right. Hell, Peyton got benched. He got benched during the regular season. They benched him for Brock Osweiler. That's how bad Peyton was playing in that season. He got benched for fucking Brock Osweiler. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah, and and then we still and the Patriots still fucking lost to Brock Osweiler. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> like, like what? Peyton's riding the bench, and we still lose to this guy. That's how you know. That's how you know it's not the quarterback's fault. It's the team around them. And they brought Peyton back for the playoffs, bro. That Denver team, was and we still lose again. Talented. Oh my god! And we lose again. Not only do we lose, not only do we lose to Brock Osweiler in the freaking regular season, they bring Peyton back for the preseason or for the postseason. 
and we lose to them in the AFC Championship game. <laughs> well, what the hell? That was that was because of their defense, though, man. Broncos' defense that year was just unreal. That's when they had Frankie so depressed. He was down with a 1-800 crisis hotline, man. Yeah, bro, I was, I was calling that freaking AARP place. Like, yo, get your man paying Manny back to your establishment <laughs> right now. This is getting out of control. I mean, my man's over here freaking doing donuts on us, getting it for free and shit. It's insane. But, yeah, Von Miller, that, that was the year, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Von Miller was the Super Bowl MVP. Yep. So it goes. It goes to show that Von Miller, you know, and the, the Broncos defense, yeah, they were they were stacked that year because they had Von Miller. They had my man uh, Akib Talib, and that's my boy Akib Talib. Man, they had they had it all in the defense of the Broncos that really, season. No, they really did though. They absolutely did. Uh, Nathaniel McCourt said that he thinks uh, Kareem to Buffalo or Tampa. I could see Tampa. I could see yeah. Tampa just because of Brady. Wait a minute. No. Hell no. I, I could see Tampa because of Brady. Look, Tampa's got four net. They're, Tampa's issues are perfectly good with the running back that they have. They're fine there. Tampa's issues is that offensive line and a little bit on the defense. That's where their issues rot. And they just lost their starting center. Because you look, you got to know that Tampa is already kind of riding the cap line already i mean they're they're tight on the cap so bringing in like a guy like him wouldn't make financial sense now that offensive line especially since you just lost your center probably for the season if not half the season that may be where you want to invest your money but definitely i think buffalo like i said buffalo to me makes good sense kansas city uh makes good sense i think he's better than edwards hilaire but damn i think he should go to the saints well, that's true because Kamara, we don't know how many games he's going to get suspended for. Still, yeah, exactly. That could be a, that could be a good move if, well, if they again, end up though, trying to trade him. To have Mark Ingram um, back there too, as well. So, uh, and if, I guess maybe you want if you want to do another running back by committee. I don't know. I think Mark Ingram holds the fort down though until Kamara comes back. But like hey, you says, I'd say Buffalo or Seattle, who can afford a big, uh, big extension. Hey, Seattle's going to need some help because from what I'm hearing, Geno Smith is about to win that starting job. <laughs> and, they just oh, and they just lost Chris Carson to retirement. Yes. I mean, but that, that's true. The whole Chris Carson thing. And then Kareem Hunt could slide right in there. But damn, Geno freaking Smith? Who's that again? God. Who's that again? Oh, that's that. Oh, that's that quarterback that played for the Jets but never won against the Patriots. Bro, right? Smith is like, <laughs> and, and and what does that say for Drew Locke? Does that just tell you how bad Drew Locke must be if Geno Smith is out beating him? Damn. No, no, Drew Locke. I actually like Drew Locke, and people are not looking at Drew Locke as a, as a you no, know. No, that what I'm saying is that they're talking about, about putting Geno Smith in. Over yeah, Drew Locke. They're only they're only, I think they're only doing Geno Smith because he's been there for a couple of years under under uh, Russell Wilson, learning that playbook, learning the the offensive. Drew Locke as a replacement for Russell Wilson. Now you're talking about bringing in your what else, over him. What else are you gonna do? What else are you gonna do, man? I mean, right? I, I'm just saying, if, at this point, if I'm Seattle, if I'm gonna bring in a Kareem Hunt, right, and I've already got my other offensive. At the minute, I mean, the very freaking minute, if Garoppolo is available, I'm going to be all over that like white on rice. I did see something on, on Garoppolo yesterday. It said that should uh, Jimmy Garoppolo get traded to, uh, I think, oh, my God, I forgot what team it was. 
I think it was like the Bears or something like that. It was on NFL Network. I forgot, but they wanted they they asked for uh, Jimmy G should go if he's not going to be on the 49ers. Bro, I think it said the Bears. I think yeah, I think it's the Bears. Seattle because I don't see the 49ers getting rid of him in their division. No, I don't. I don't either. I'm 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 just I'm just saying that because it's his best available. But yeah, I don't I don't I. I still think Jimmy G down in uh, Miami, right behind uh, Tua, would be good because if they don't believe in Tua, or if Tua doesn't perform, or if Tua gets hurt, which God knows those glass hips can happen, then why not? But then again, they got Bridgewater. I know Gonzo had brought that up, but I forgot they had Bridgewater. So maybe that negates bringing in Jimmy G. So I don't know. That's, that's going to be crazy. It was Cleveland. It was Cleveland. Yeah. Now yeah, I'm looking I've, at seen, it. I've heard people Jimmy, say Cleveland. Yeah. Jimmy G to Cleveland. Yeah, like to if Jimmy Deshaun G. if Deshaun Watson was suspended. Good God. So that means we're gonna have Brissett, Jimmy G, freaking Deshaun Watson, and uh what's the other dude they got over there, man? Freaking uh, Josh Rosen. I guess Josh yeah. Rosen's what's, gonna be uh, he's still in the NFL. Yeah. He then man, he needs to be speaking right? of Deshaun speaking of Deshaun Watson, um what kind of suspension do you think he's going to get now that the NFL is appealing, which to me didn't make much sense after you full year, you bring a judge in, you bring a judge in because you don't want to make the decision, but then you don't like the decision. So you're going to appeal it. And that's so, why I say full year. year. So, so, so he put the decision off now to the uh, ex attorney general of New Jersey. That's going to, that, that was who Roger Goodell designated. And I forget his name, but he's basically the ex the ex attorney general for New Jersey, so he's gonna hear it. I wonder if if Goodell had a conversation with him, like, "Hey, look, Ben, I done lost the once when I gave it to the damn judge. Don't let me down on this one too." So you gotta imagine it's got to be a year, maybe twelve games. <laughs> but I think a year, man. Mike Hughes says, "Throw Jimmy in Carolina and have all three white boys fight to the death: Garoppolo, Mayfield, and Darnold." <laughs> yeah, but and let me ask you this: That's perfect. How bad does Mayfield look? How bad does Mayfield look now, though? That Darnold is in a is in a, a QB fight with him. Really? Well, they said it. They said it was going to be an open competition when they brought him in. I I, I think Baker's going to win the job. Right, and every you know what every team though, should do but that. How as bad does that make Baker look? The fact I don't know. I'm just. So I don't think it I makes him look bad because I agree with Frankie. Every team should do that because it creates more competition, and that's how you get better. Yeah, it, it, it brings Keeps up the real quarterback complacent. in you. Yeah, it makes the real quarterback come out in you. And then, like, obviously, if you're not going to show that off in the regular season, they're going to take you out. And they're going to put the person in that, that you competed with that I showed, a, you know. Saying, you know. You know Baker Mayfield. I guess what I'm saying is Baker Mayfield, his reputation is so low now that he's actually being in a dogfight with Darnold. I'm just well, you got to remember Darnold was number two or number three pick. I mean, it wasn't like Darnold was. We all know how bad Darnold is, though, right? He's had he already had a year under a Matt Rule in Carolina. My point is this: if if you're Mayfield and you're you know you're already down to the level of having to do a dogfight with Darnold, to me that's like a huge reputation hit. It's not like we're going to compete, you know, somebody else. I mean, to me, once you get into that level, and yeah, and it's great to have the competition. But from a reputation standpoint, like a top ten standpoint, you know, no top ten quarterbacks gonna be in a damn competition with Darnold. Let's put it that way. Yeah, so but I don't think Baker's a top ten quarterback right now. Yeah. I guess you're at the bottom of the 
Rob over there eating, like, yeah, I'm just going to get my one. Like you said, yeah. he beat Willie Mays in a foot race before <laughs> Darnold beats Mayfield in a QB competition. <laughs> well, that's what we would hope, right? That's what, that's what we would hope and we would expect. Oh, my God. What happened? And I think Darnold the quarterback. Oh and, no, I don't think they're going to give Sam Darnold the, the, the quarterback position. They're just saying, like, hey, listen, we're going to, you know, let's have a little competition. And they did say uh, after the, the Patriots game and the preseason that they're going to announce their starting quarterback. And I think it's going to be Baker Mayfield, no doubt about it. Like, Baker's going to come yeah. in there, and he's going to show up, and he's just going to be like, listen, uh, I'm going to take control of this team now. And that's a smart move. You know, like, Sam Darnold hasn't been in the league that long. I mean, he's been in there about a year after Baker Mayfield got drafted, maybe two. So I will give the ball to Baker Mayfield. You've seen what Sam Darnold did with for you last year. He wasn't that good. He was only good in the beginning. Then he lost uh, – you know, he lost the running back. I can't think right now. I'm still uh, McCaffrey. Freaking, yeah, Christian um, McCaffrey, you lose him. And then, you know, he gets hurt two weeks after. And then you bring back Cam Newton. That just ruins everything. And so, like, I, I feel like, you know, give Baker Mayfield a helm. See what he can bring to to the team. If he brings you more than 3-0, and like, you know, from last year, if he brings you guys 4-0, and that says everything for you right there. Let me, let me ask you this, guys, a question. And I, and I can even see the same question – um, being talked about even there, where Mike Hughes is talking about almost, but I'll tell you why I don't think so. I'm gonna address Dalton. Dalton coming in when Foles was, let's just say, how great Foles was with, with Philadelphia and what he meant for Philadelphia in the Super Bowl. I mean, that's almost like I can't really compare it because Dalton doesn't have a Super Bowl there. But let me ask you this if Mayfield was basically the redheaded stepchild kicked to the freaking curb because they brought in Deshaun. So he already kind of feels less wanted as a QB. Then he goes to another situation like Carolina, and then they throw him into a quarterback competition, which, again, stipulates that, you know, you're not really the guy. or We don't know if you're the guy, so we're going to competition. No. At what level, there's there's no real true commitment to Mayfield from either squad, the Browns or the Carolina, because they're throwing him into a damn competition with Darnold. So you the lack of commitment would have a would have a bearing on Mayfield at all? No. They, this, it, well, go ahead, Frankie. Go, then I'll well, say no, it. no, you go ahead. No, no, you go ahead, Chris. I think what it is is uh some what Carolina's doing, they're, they're saying it's an open competition because they owe Darnold a hell of a lot more money. They're paying him a lot more money than what they're paying Mayfield. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. And I, but I still think Baker will start even though Darnold's getting paid a lot more because they signed Darnold that bigger deal. They got paid – they're only paying Baker like five million this year, so they're basically almost getting Baker for free to see if he ha- what he can do. I wonder. I wonder if Carolina, when they were lobbying to Baker to bring him in, if they had that conversation with him that beforehand, like, "Hey, Baker, we want you to come to Carolina, but there will be a competition with Darnold when you do come." I wonder if they told him that, or if they brought him there and then threw him in. And Baker has always played better when his. Like when he's the underdog or his back is against the wall, that's when he's had his best his best seasons throughout his career. Uh, I yeah. guarantee you. I guarantee you. They said that to him. I guarantee they said Baker. Listen, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get you. We're gonna do everything we can to get you because this this trade talk with the Panthers and, and the Browns to get Baker Mayfield has been going on since before the NFL draft. We thought it was gonna happen at the draft. We thought that somehow, some way, we were gonna see. Uh, the the Browns get a, a good draft pick uh, for Baker Mayfield. It never happened. It happened after the draft, but we knew it was going to come down. So 
it, they have got they have got to call you know Baker and, and be like, listen, we want we're gonna get you. We're gonna try everything we can to bring you over here. But I want you to understand that when you come here, you're gonna have a, a quarterback you know a quarterback competition with with Sam Darnold because we want we want to see if you still are the Baker Mayfield that we think you are, you know, before coming in here. We want to see the Baker Mayfield that took the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs and beat the Steelers to move on to the divisional round. We want that Baker Mayfield. If we're not going to get that Baker Mayfield, then I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to sit on the bench, you're going to watch Sam Darnold, and if Sam Darnold gets hurt again like he did last year, that's when we're gonna you're going to come in. That, I feel like that's the reason why the Panthers have brought in Baker Mayfield because Sam Darnold is an injury-prone quarterback now. He's been in there for about four years, five years now, and he's already injury-prone. How many years has he been injured? He got a, he got injured with the Jets, and now he's been injured with the with the Panthers. Yeah. So he so he's starting to he's starting to get injured now. So if Sam if Sam Darnold does get a starting does get the starting position for the Panthers, and he does not go all the way, it's perfect for the Panthers because now they don't have to go out and do what they did last year and get Cam Newton for free agency. Mike, you know, they, says, uh, Mike, you said check out Mitch Trubisky. Check this out: Mitch Trubisky is gonna have a better season than both of them. Bank it. Hashtag Mike's two cents. <laughs> doubt it. Doubt it. Mike, you'll bank it, and I'm going to deposit it because I doubt First, it. Oh, no, though. Hey, listen. I, I don't think that Mike is actually that far off, and I'm going to tell you why. I think that the, the Pittsburgh coaching staff is better and more able to develop than what Carolina has. Yeah, well, not only and that. You know, I think Trubisky – I think Trubisky's better than what we saw with the Bears because I think Matt Nagy was trash. Yeah. I just feel like I feel like Trubisky has a better supporting um, coaching staff and maybe even receivers running back. We know Najee Harris is probably going to stay more healthier than McCaffrey will be. So I think that I think that I think that's a transition there. I think Trubisky um, will do well. I think he's going to be developed well under the coaching staff of Mike Flores and all of them. So it's not far off to say that, man. Hey, hey, Rob, you're a Bears fan. How do you feel about Trubisky? <laughs> Don't call him that. No, he's not. No, he's not. As soon as as soon as soon the first preseason game came off, the Hall of Fame game, I had shared a post that said, listen, I want everybody to name their team right now. Rob came out and said Tampa Bay. So now Rob's a Tampa Bay fan. Okay. So don't call, Rob, don't call Rob a Bears fan now. I'm always going to be a Bears fan, too. No, no, no. <laughs> the hell with that, Robbie. Wait. I don't. Hey, 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 hey. I'm going to tell y'all the same way I tell you on, on the messenger. Who the hell are y'all to think y'all can control my fandom? I can like my hometown team and I can like another team. Hey, and look, guess there what? There's a reason why Rob travels a lot. And he claims it's for work. But I personally believe that Rob is the witness protection program <laughs> from the fellow <laughs> Chicago natives. That's what I'm telling Mike. Hey, Jay, I, I haven't traveled for work. I'm just staying in a hotel. I'm downtown in the heart of Chicago right now. I'm working that's a show in Chicago. I don't run. That's why he stays in the hotel, Jay. He doesn't run because he stays in the hotel in the heart of Chicago. Because hey, the heart of Chicago doing, knows Rob. about him. Hey, no, wait, 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 no. I got a reporter assignment. I got an independent reporter assignment for this show. I want you to go down to the street level. Bring your street cam, whatever you got. Bring, bring your bring your phone. Bring that down there. And I want you to go up to a Chicago native and say, you know what? I think Tampa Bay is the shit. 
<laughs> and they're gonna be like, Tom is the goat. You right. <laughs> nah, go up to them, go up to them, Rob. I want you to walk up to somebody wearing a Chicago Bulls hat. All right, wear wear your Golden State Warriors hat. Go up to them and say, Yo, I like the Bulls my entire this entire season and stuff, but I knew Golden State was gonna be the champions, bro. I just knew. They'd be like, <laughs> who, who who else didn't know? What you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Rob gave the quick comebacks. Uh, who, but but let me tell you, though, I'm sorry, though. I, I don't have no faith in Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> I'm glad he's off the Bears. So, Mike's you're on your own with that one, brother. But uh, <laughs> Rob name the last five QBs of the Bears without looking. Oh, well, uh, Cal Orton, Rex Grossman, Justin Fields, uh, Mitchell Trubisky, uh, K- uh, Caleb Haney. Come on, no. come on, bro. <laughs> Give me something harder. Yeah, he didn't even name Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. I keep going. Come on now. Yeah, that wasn't a good question. That wasn't a good one, Mike. Do another one. Do another one. <laughs> you guys think the Bucks? Hey, name, he should have said, name the starting offensive line for the Bears. This season, that would test know. Rob a little bit. I, I know you don't know that, Rob. I know. I don't know. I, I get it. You don't know because you're not a Bears fan, Rob. Yeah, okay. I get it. No big deal. I don't, I don't know. Like, hey, Rob, if you like Tampa, go for Tampa. Hey, it's all good. I don't even know they offensive line, man. Look, this is a true test. If you ever want to know if somebody is a true fan of a team or not. Tell them to name the offensive lineman. If they can do that, that person is a fan. When when it comes to Rob and you talk about the Buccaneers, it's not Tampa Bay to him. It's Tampa Bay. It's Tampa Bay, baby. Tampa baby. Bay, yes, baby. Lord. That's Go what I City. used to do. I, I, that's what I did when Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski signed with them. I said they're not Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are the Tampa Bay Gronkineers, baby. <laughs> you, uh, you guys think that the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson are going to reach a deal before the uh, season starts? Mm. I don't know. I think the Ravens should should try to come to some type of medium, but I, I think it's I time remember, for the Ravens to look to the future. I remember, well, I remember, uh, uh, watching Shannon Sharp and, and, and Skip show Undisputed, and Shannon Sharp brought up a good point that with Lamar Jackson representing himself. He has to hear every criticism that he probably wouldn't have heard had he had an agent represent. So oh, he still don't have an agent. I don't think so. Do he? No, no. Wow. He represents himself. No, he what an idiot. right. There's so, no so my thing is, has he heard anything personally from the Ra- Ravens that he's like, I don't know if we can reconcile those differences. That, that, that's how y'all Lamar really feel. Is, look, if 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 uh, what's his face, um, Aaron Rodgers got fifty mil a year. You know that Jackson's gonna want more than that. Yeah, no, he's gonna want more than that. Aaron Rodgers ain't won no Super Bowl no, right no time recently, so he getting paid. And how smart is it for Jackson to go into think, a season without a contract? I think he's gonna get franchise tagged and he's gonna oh, play the season out, and then he's yeah. and then he's gonna get the contract after that. Is what I think. I think the Ravens gonna have a comeback season though. Yeah, That's and he I, said, I, and I Lamar Jackson said to win that division. Lamar Jackson said that he uh, that he's gonna cut <laughs> off uh, contract talks at the beginning of the season. So if it don't <laughs> get done by then, that he, he's gonna he's gonna play and then worry about it after the season. So. 
I don't think he's going to hold out if they franchise tag him. I think he's going to play and then try to get his money, get that big deal next Michael year. Fool. Jay, Mike, you ready would, for this one? But you could make yourself a bunch day. of money if he goes out and balls this yeah. year and they do that. <laughs> he's talking about the Bears. That's what I'm talking about, Mike. I love, I love Mikey. Mikey's always had some really good comeback yeah. lines, man. No if, if Lamar... And Mike, I'm not trading. I would never get rid of Fields for Jackson. I think Fields has a greater upside to his. I don't think. I don't think we have a quarterback problem right now. The Bears have a a receiver and an offensive line problem right now. Right. Bro, we just traded you guys Nikhil Harry, and now he might. And be Nikhil Harry hurt. He hurt. Who won that trade, baby? <laughs> <laughs> He hurt. Oh my God! I just oh, told that. Geez. Oh, what a time! Oh God! I think I might have to go another night drinking. No, uh, Justin Justin Tucker signed a big deal with the uh, uh, four year extension. Uh, Jay Ness had a great question in the uh, group chat: Is uh, is he the best kicker ever? Yeah, no. definitely. What? Ever? What? Ever? My man hit sixty plus yards. What other, ever? What other kicker could do that? Ever? Wait, I don't, I don't know. I still got Vinatieri as right. ever. I don't even know if he's better than Robbie Gold. No, he didn't say ever. Did you say ever, Chris? Yeah. Oh, then not, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no, I, okay, I, no. I still, I got Adam I thought he was best of all time. as the best kicker ever. Yeah, he definitely, yeah. yeah I was, I'm a Vinatieri guy. Of course, he was with the Colts for a long time after he left. Well, I mean, like how many, how yeah, many I was going to say, who, where, where was he at first, Chris? Where was he first? Hey, watch this. Yeah, yeah, how yeah, many Super Bowls? He came, came, came to the Colts and had another Hall of Fame. Adam Vinatieri won the Patriots. Three Super Bowl rings. Yeah, Adam Vinatieri yeah. did it. The clutch yeah. kicker in history. On that man's name. Hey, he had he had two Hall of Fame careers. He had a Hall of Fame career with the Patriots, and then another Hall of Fame career with the Colts. Yeah, he, yes, did, he did well for the Patriots. Absolutely. Yeah, he did. He did. He did well for really the Colts. Well for, he did excellent for the, the Patriots. Patriots. He didn't do really well for the Colts though, because if he did really well for the Colts, he would have won more than one Super Bowl. He would have won more Super Bowl rings with the Colts. We're around saying. Listen, I teamed up with both Tom Brady and yeah, Manning. and yeah. Andrew Luck. Yeah, he's been around some of the I best quarterbacks career, to play. Yeah, but you know what though, he, he had a career. He, he, hey, look, let's just put it like this: How many kickers besides what you got? You know, Robbie Go, Adam Vinatieri, Justin Tuck. Like he made being a field goal kicker a good thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like at first, that was just somebody you had on your team, but Adam Vinatieri definitely contributed to them rings with the Patriots. Oh yeah, yeah, and that, you know, and, and that's what I like about Adam Vinatieri because with the Patriots, we don't we don't sign much pickers. We had Adam Vinatieri for that long from the nineties into the early two thousand. And then right after we got uh, we we let Adam Vinatieri go, he went to the Colts. We ended up getting Stephen Gaskowski. Uh, he became our kicker for a very long time. He was doing he was doing Adam Vinatieri, stuff, but that's what I like about what he, what Adam Vinatieri did for the 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 game of kicking, not the game of football, but the game of kicking in football football today. Yeah, more more your athletes. Uh... 
started being kickers instead of just the guys that might not be at real athletic. You started getting some better athletes at the kicker position. Yeah. I just don't uh, understand how I turned into Jay this weekend. It's really confusing. I feel like Jay right now. <laughs> and now I know what Jay goes through. No, I know, man. I know. I know what you go through, bro. Long weekend, huh? Talk mm. about a bachelor party. And it was a bachelor party, but we didn't even need strippers. That's how fun it was. And then not, not only then not only that, your uh, your Yankees had a tough weekend. Bro, I wasn't even paying attention to it. That's how that's how much fun I was having. I, I, I went I went on and I, I went on ESPN and I seen and stuff like that. I, you know, I know that we're on a five game losing streak and stuff. But man, I had a good week. I didn't even care about baseball. Everything was out, out the door. Foxborough, Frankie was gone. Frankie the Yankee was gone. This was like a you know, I had a this was like a new me weekend. New me weekend. I came home. I'm I'm nice and fresh. You know, I'm, I feel like a new me. You know, I I had. I let all all that out this week. I let it all out to my boys. Now I feel good. I feel fresh. I feel ready to start. Frankly, back and Mikey, you're gonna get your ass kicked, bro. It's time. To, it's time for Seattle to get that payback, baby. I'm just mad. We in the West, man. This fucking game starts off almost at ten o'clock. I'm not staying up this late to watch nine innings at ten. Oh yeah, you'll be up oh. to about two in the morning, or at least yeah, yeah one thirty. Yeah, man, I uh. I didn't see much sports this weekend either because I was doing them wrestling shows. But uh, yeah, how was uh how was uh the Pope? Oh, uh, Pope was awesome. Uh, he wrestled yesterday on that card. He actually wrestled two matches. Uh, I'll be airing those tonight at, uh, on my uh, channels at one at six o'clock and the other one at eight. I wanted we couldn't go live because damn internet wouldn't work. We couldn't get a good connection out there on Wi-Fi. Hey, as long as you got it and you're showing it. And yep. we can see it. It's good, baby. Oh, yeah. The, yesterday's card was real good. I can't but, wait uh, I knew uh, uh, Jay, you wanted to talk a little baseball. Uh, you wanted Yeah, to... I sure did. I sure did. Go ahead. Come guys. on, man. I just I just said I'm a new me. Jay, Jay I'm a, I just said I'm a new me, Jay. So that's you something know, nice. You? You, I Jay, know you. I'll let you start it I off. Did... What, what you want to talk about baseball first? Start it off. Hey, so here's the deal. Look, my question is about St. Louis, man. I, oh, my you know, God. You know they're on a seven-game win streak. They just swept the Yankees. And I'm curious to know, they just took over first place. Now they're two games ahead of the Brewers for their division. You know, we, we, we know where the Dodgers lie. We know what the Dodgers did to the Padres um, over, the, over the last couple of days. You know that the Mets are now playing exceptionally good ball. We know what uh, what uh, Degrom just did in terms of pitching the last couple of times he's been out. So my question now is to you: Would you say that the top three teams in the NL have got to be number one, the Mets, St. Louis, and Dodgers? Maybe the Padres in there too. If you want to put a four team in there, but who do you think is the strongest competitor based now? For the Dodgers. Oh, can I can I do this? Can I answer this one? Yeah, you can go, Frankie. <clears throat> it's really tough. It's really tough. Honestly, it's a, it's a this is a, Jay. This is one of the best questions you've had since I've known you. You said <laughs> some stupid. You said some stupid 
shit, Jay. But this is good. This is a real good one, bro. Yeah, I mean, it's really tough because, like I like you just said, we got swept by the by the Cardinals. I've watched highlights throughout the weekend. I wasn't paying attention to it much, but I watched highlights and I've seen, and and the the, the pitching, the pitching that the St. Louis Cardinals have gotten after this trade deadline, fantastic. Their closers, fantastic. Their closer, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Heasley, Helsley. He's pitching at a .63 ERA for closing. .63 ERA. That's amazing. But then again, like Jay said, you got the Mets. You got the Mets. Look at the, you got Jacob DeGrom back. You got Max Wurzer. You got Edwin Diaz as your closer. Edwin mother effing Diaz, baby. I'm going to have to say the Mets are a tougher competition for the Dodgers than the St. Louis Cardinals are. They got it all. They got it all. They got the pitching. They got their they got the ground back. They got Scherzer. They got Pete Alonso for their offense. They got Lindor for their offense. They got Edwin Diaz as their closer. The Mets are set now. The Mets are set. And we've seen it. We said it since the beginning without having DeGrom, without having uh Matt Scherzer. We said it. This is why the reason the the, the, the reason why the Mets were looking good. But now they are looking 100% healthy. Their boys are back. Their closers looking good. I'm scared for the Mets and what they're going to do in the NL. We got another series up against the Mets pretty soon, and I, 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 I'm hoping to God we don't face the Grom. I'm hoping to God we don't. <laughs> if we face the Grom, I tell you right now, Jay, Jay, Chris, Rob, you can you can pinpoint me saying this right here, right now, as a Yankee fan. If we face the Grom, I'm going to see the Yankees on a seven inning no hit shutout. Yeah, he no looked he looked it. real good. He looked real good to bounce back after that first outing. He looked real good his next outing. And that's that for me to say. From a from a fan that went talking shit in the beginning of the season because we were on top. Now I have cold now I've cooled down because now you're not looking so good. So I gotta I gotta cool my mojo down for a minute. I can't talk as much shit as I I, I want to. And uh so I gotta cool my shit down for a minute, but as, a, as much as a fan I am of the Yankees, if we face Jason Jason DeGrom, we're going seven innings, no hits, shutout. I'm going to be crying. No, I agree, I agree with Frankie. I think it's the Mets. Uh, I know a lot of people would say the Padres, but I, I like the Mets pitching staff with Scherzer, DeGrom. Uh, Bassett hasn't been uh, terrible. Their pitching staff's been great, so I – I like the Mets. I, I've really liked the Mets to uh, come out of the National League, uh, especially with the Dodgers. Uh, not, not knowing about uh, Kershaw's back, that's going to oh, yeah. that, that's going to play a big factor. I think coming down coming down the stretch, one advantage the Dodgers do have they have that big they have that big lead, so they could re- they could rest Kershaw uh, some if they want because they got the well, like a 12 and a half, 13, 14 game lead or something on their division. Had they put Kershaw oh, yeah, on the ten day IL? A five game lead over the Yankees. Uh, I don't think Kershaw they put him on the IL yet. Okay. So here's it's the question. Same, it's the here, same here, thing. Hey, here's the secondary question. So now, right now, Yankees are half a game uh, over the Astros, and you've seen that the Yankees and both Astros, honestly, both teams have really kind of cooled down a little bit, you know. Bro, bro, um, we got shut out. We got yeah. shut out, then you guys got shut out. Hold, hold <laughs> like, on, what the on, hell is going on? on? Frankie, stay with me now. Stay with me now. 
<laughs> we got look. The, look, here's the deal. The schedule right now favors the Astros. We got to go play Texas for crying out loud. Texas is like the horrible, like the worst bottom feeder team ever. So you know we should be able to sweep Texas. You guys got to go up against Seattle, and we know how that last trip to Seattle worked. Now, not that I'm trying to inflate Mickey Delaney's ego, because God knows he'll be in the DMs 24-7. But <laughs> at the same time, you got a half game over us. You're going against Seattle. We're going against Texas. What do you think the chances are that you guys slip down to number four spot? The Astros slip up to the number three spot, because you know the Mets are right there, too, as well, in, in the top four. And so it could well, look, hold on. It, it could look in theory, it could look Dodgers, Mets, Astros, Yankees, um, come at the end of that series. What do you think? But the Mets aren't up there yet. No, they there's are still a couple there's still no, a couple games are, behind they're, they're us. Third place right now. No, seriously, the Mets are in third place. No, no, no BS. Mets are in third place. They're actually ahead of the Astros just underneath you. That's why I'm saying that. Holy shit, how long have I been gone? <laughs> like, Bro, wait, when you're playing marijuana haze, man, hey, life changes on a dime. I mean, the James, Mets have a 70 and 39 record. What? Yeah, bro. Yeah. So, oh what I'm asking, Lord. Frankie, is you guys were at the pinnacle, the creme de la creme top, and at the Seattle series, however y'all play that, it could, in theory, wind up. You guys fell from grace from the one spot to the four spot. And, how, and what is that going to do for your marijuana intake? Um, <laughs> it's not going to do nothing. I, 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 smoke, I smoke my shit either way, well, the, win or lose. Win or lose. I Yankees mean, are, well, Yankees are still, are still going to be the number one seed in the, probably in the uh, AL. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel oh, like, Mickey I mean. Delaney, again, don't worry about what happened to Houston. You're still suffering neck strains from looking up at me, okay? So just calm your horses. <laughs> listen, listen, Jay. Listen, I'm not. I'm not worried about this series. I'm really not. I mean, obviously, there's something going on with the Yankees. We're getting the hits. We're scoring the runs. I don't know what's going on. Uh, maybe it's a little bit of the pitching. I don't know. We're back in the top order today, baby. We got we got Adam. Uh, Andrew. I can't even speak right now. We got Garrett Cole pitching tonight. So, I mean, hopefully, you know, he can have a better game tonight than he did with Seattle before because when he was playing Seattle that last series, that last game series, he gave up six six runs in the in the first inning. Yeah. When have we seen when have we seen Garrett Cole give up? That was his first time in his career. He gave up six home, six runs in the in the first inning and four of those runs guys were home runs. Yeah. So I something remember. something something was wrong. So I yeah. think Garrett Cole. I think Garrett Cole is going to look at that. He's going to get his head out of his ass. He's going to play a bit uh, stronger and better. Um, I'm hoping you know we can get our hits. But then again, now, like everybody has said in this, since the beginning, the one thing that we Yankees had to worry about was injuries, and that's exactly what we are going through right now, ladies and gentlemen. We are going through injuries. Giancarlo Stanton is on the IL. You got uh, Anthony Rizzo with, with same thing with Clayton Kershaw. He's going through uh, lower back problems right now. We don't want to put him on the IL just yet. Uh, he was on the bench yesterday for the, for the Yankees, but they basically said, listen, he's on the bench, but he's not coming out to play. So, they, But they just don't want to put him on the IL. Um, so we're dealing with a lot of injuries, but, you know, I'm hoping that they come back. It's still early August, Jay, still early August. We got a whole, a whole month of August uh, to go, half a month of August to go, full month of September. 
towards the middle of September or towards the end, that's where I'm going to start, you know, worrying about where our seating is. Um, but I don't, you know, I, I really, overall, I don't really care about it. What, what matters to me, I mean, you know, it, everybody should care about it overall, right? It don't matter because if you face the team in the World Series, you get that home, that home field advantage. Uh, but, but since we're about five games behind the Dodgers, all I can look at right now is the Astros. They're, they're the main team that I have to worry about right now. The Mets can go on top of us. That's cool. Uh, I mean, like like I said, you want that. You want to worry about that overall. But since I'm not up there, I have to right now focus on the Astros. They are a half game behind us, and what I need is the Yankees to win so we can you know stay up there. Even if Jay's team wins and we win and we still up that half game, I'm okay as long as we're on top of the Astros because I need that home field advantage against the Astros. I'll, I'll and Jay knows you, I need it. So that's well, the great look- series. I'm sorry. Go ahead. The way I look at the Yankees, too, and even the Astros, like you said, Jay, with both of them cooling down a little bit, you'd rather see them cool down and have a little bit of a slump now. Yeah. But you, want the, the, you, right you want them teams yeah. to peak at the peak in at October. Yeah, that, as long as you got that momentum going to the playoffs, that's yeah. where you're going to be most dominant. Now, I will say, like I was telling you, um, that you got three-game series with Seattle coming up, uh, I believe, on the 8th today. So it starts tonight at 10 o'clock. So you got yeah. Tylon or Talon. How do you say his name? Jamison Tyon. Jamison Tyon. Okay. So you got Tyon tonight. Then you got Cole and then you got Cortez. So theoretically. We're winning. We're winning two out of three. I think you get. Yeah. I think you lose Tyon and I think you win Cole and Cortez. I mean, I mean, but, but don't sleep on. Frankie, if we Wait, win out. Who's pitching for the Mariners? Oh, that doesn't say the Mariners on here. No, actually, that's they got Gil. Oh, yeah, you're definitely losing Tyon's game because you got Gilbert, uh, which is really good starter for for Seattle, followed by Castillo against Cole. That could be Castillo cool. and Cole against each other. That's gonna be yeah, fun to watch. That's that's, that's again. They did that. They did that the the, yeah, the series when they gave him six runs. So yep. theoretically, and, and, and Frankie, I'm not trying to put bad juju on the Yankees. Although I really want to put a lot of bad juju on the Yankees. <laughs> Castillo. Castillo versus Cole could that game could go either way, and Gilbert over Tyon. I think Gilbert is is their best chance. So I think I think, no. I think you could you could you could go two out of three against Seattle, but very easily you could go one you know three against Seattle. You know what? You know what, Jay? You know what, Jay? You know what, Jay? You know what, Jay? You know what? I went away. I let it out, and I I tell you, I come back and I feel. I feel a new me. I feel great. And you want to come with me with this bullshit? You know what, Jay? The Yankees are sweeping the Mariners, damn it. The Yankees are going to do it for you, and we're going to sweep the goddamn Mariners. We're going to get a win yeah, tonight. Problem, we're going to get a win tomorrow. I don't care, Jay. I don't care, Jay. I love my emotions because that's me, Jay. That's me, Jay. I don't care. I take my wins and losses. I don't give a shit. I talk shit even if we do lose. You want to know why? Because, like I say all the time, the Mariners could win, but they're still losers, Jay. You want to no, know why? And Jay losers. knows. No yeah, Jay. It, Jay, you know why. When was the last yeah. time they held no, that trophy Mar- up? No. Mariners aren't going anywhere. At best, you know what I consider the Mar- Mariners to be? They could be a spoiler team. They could be a spoiler team, but they're not going to go to the series. They're not. They're just, Mickey, I don't know what your thought process is, but you're not going to go to the series, okay? That, that's like saying the see. You're not going there. That's like saying the Seahawks are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Come on. Come on, guys. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, uh, 
How how much stock do you guys put into the Dodgers sweeping the Padres this weekend with the Padres making the changes at the trade deadline? I don't care what anybody says. Look, they just brought in two big bats in Soto and in Bell. Then they brought in the best damn closer that they could get. And yet they still got their asses swept. So I'm well, gonna, now again, you could say, well, we don't have Tatis. Okay, I'll give you that. But nah, the same time, fuck that shit. you still should have won at least one game out of that damn series. The fact that you got swept and they don't have Kershaw and you got swept. Yeah, that, that's not just not. I mean, yes, Jay, I agree with you on that. Definitely. It's horrible. Definitely. You added all these pieces. You know, you, you should be a, a bona fide super, uh, superstar team. No doubt about it. Even even it without Tatis. Like it don't matter, doesn't matter, right? But then again, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta give it a little bit to the projects too, because you just got these people. They're just fitting in with your system. They're ju- just learning out on how the Padres do things a little bit. So it's, you know, you gotta give a little bit to that. But I do mainly agree on on what you said. You got all these superstar teams. We expect to. You can hear it in my background. I'm fisting. My, I'm not fisting. Hold on, pause. I'm, I'm punching my arm. My arm is right now. I'm punching my hand. Normally, I could go with you on that. Normally, I could go if if, the, if it was basketball or football, where it's a team, a very very team. Everything you do is very, right. very team oriented. I could give you that. But look, right. when one soda goes to the plate, it it's not about a team. I don't give them what uniform you're wearing. It doesn't right, matter. When yeah, when but you're on the box, it's all baseball you. Is, you against that guy, no matter what uniform you're wearing, it's just you against the pitcher. Yeah, but baseball is a routine. Is it? It's a, is it baseball's no, a routine you, sport. Oh, and yeah, you're out of your normal routine. So but, but, I think I, I, I think it does take a little that, bit man, when you get traded. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You but you can't just say that it's just you and the pitcher there. You, you can't say that. No, you can't say that, Jay, because. Because what, you have the manager, you Jay, you have the manager. Miraculously changing the flight of the no. ball. No, it's Jay, listen, listen. If you're a real baseball fan, Jay, you will know that the that the oh, manager no, is in the dugout. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying you're not. I'm not saying you're not. Let me let me talk. Let me talk. If you're a true baseball fan, bro, you will know that the manager is in the dugout, giving the third wherever you're wherever you're batting from. He's giving the third man, the third baseman, manager. The science to either for you to swing, don't swing, or bunt. And that batter is looking at the third base manager, looking at the science that he's giving him. Am I or am I not right uh, or wrong? I get that. Well, that that and you also have the other manager giving signals to the catchers a lot of times. Yeah. Because you, the catchers do be looking over at the dugout, the managers, before you look at the well, the uh, catcher really giving the sign because the catcher has nothing to do with your team. He gives you the picture of the sign. Whether I got a Padres uniform on or a Nationals uniform on, that catcher's still going to look there regardless. I mean, that that really is not a factor. I get you. Okay, if you want to call the signs, if you want to say the signs thing from the coach to the to the hitter, okay, whatever. I give you that. I see that. But at the same time, come on, man, you still got to put back to ball, and there's nobody going to put that back to the ball other than the hitter. You still got to. I mean, that's still a hitter's thing. Whether you, no matter what uniform you're wearing, when you're at the plate, it's just you and the pitcher. Hey, Mikey, you idiot! I did. What uniform you're wearing? Mikey, you're an idiot because oh, I did I, call I it a third I, base coach. I said third base coach, and then I changed it to third base manager. It's the I, fucking same thing in baseball, you idiot. <laughs> I just don't. Uh, I don't put too much stock in just because baseball is such a routine sport. The players are superstitious. They get in a routine. 
So I, I think you have, I think you give him a couple weeks to let the team kind of gel together some. Hey, listen, Ray Mancini hit a goddamn grand slam the same amount of time that Juan Soto's sorry ass has been over in the Padres. So don't give me that bullshit. And they just got Mancini. And they and they just got Mancini, damn it. And hey, look what look, he's doing for the Astros. What the oh, hell? Yeah. Are you going to tell you this? Look what all the Reds players did. Look at uh, Naquin hitting two home runs when he debuted. Then uh, the other guy they got rid of, Drury, hit a grand slam. <laughs> it's like <laughs> they have reds. Hey, I'm, then... I'm gonna say that Man City can hit a damn grand slam. Why can't yeah. Juan Soto get his crappy butt off? But you know he's got a two forty nine average. He still has not gotten the damn hit with the Padres. It took a while for Andrew Benatendi to get a hit with the Yankees when he got traded over. Andrew Benatendi, nobody gives a damn about no Benatendi. <laughs> nobody gives a damn about a freaking Trey Mancini. Nobody cares about it. the Grand Slam they did. Only uh, for you, because you're the one that's been, talking how about has, it. How long, hey, how long has been a Tendi been a Yankee? And how long has Man City been a Stro? But yet Man City has more RBIs than freaking been a Tendi. Okay, if you, it, okay. got you. Got you. This is where you're not a true baseball fan. Because if you were a true baseball oh, no, fan, you would know that. Yes, fan. yes. I'm going to say you want to know why? Because you know the difference on those hitters, damn it. You will know that that. Andrew Benatendi is more of a person that, that gets on base by getting walked. He knows how to get his walked. Where Trey Mancini is expect he's a slugger, damn it. I know because he's a he's a former Oriole, god damn it. I used to face Trey Mancini and I hated him. I know I got the veins popping out of my I got the veins, I got the veins, I got the veins, I got the veins in my neck right now, Jay. God damn it. Nobody cares about practice. Practice. <laughs> Let me guys ask you this. This is another question I, I thought of last night, and I think it's interesting. Are we crowning uh, Otani too soon as being an all-time great? I keep hearing everybody yesterday say, oh, he's an all-time great. He's all Dude, uh, this is what, his second full season of starting and doing both? He's a, he's a great player, but I think it's way too soon to be considering him an all-time great. He's going to end up getting Tommy John soon. You know, I, I think I think with Otani, it's going to come down to a couple of things uh, for him to be in that conversation. Number one, it's going to come down to his health. Because um, being a two-way player, you know, he, he's already kind of shown that he, you know, he has a hard time staying healthy sometimes with that. It is a lot of workload for a pitcher, you know, to be out there every day, not really getting a true rest day in. So, yeah, it's going to come down to his health, number one. And number two, he's 27 years old. And can he keep this dominant performance on both ends of the stick, you know, the life of his career? Or even can he just keep the pitching at that level throughout his career? So it's going to it's going to name it's going to be consistency and health um, for him. And he's 27. So, I mean, we'll see. He has been hurt, like I said, quite a bit. Frankie knows. Um, so right now, no. Uh, we'll come back in about, you know, eight to 10 years and then we can revisit that discussion. Hold on, Jay. You say he's 27? Yeah. Chris, you say he is this his second full year? I'm pretty Never sure this is like his second or third full so, year. So he's 27 only on his second year. And we're already trying to call this man. They're already trying to call him the greatest, one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. It's it's insane. That's just insane to me. I mean, yes, he's a he's a great though, Frankie. I mean, let's be honest. We we haven't seen a player. In baseball, since Babe Ruth, 
that could perform at both ends of the stick. I mean, it just hasn't happened. So I will say, what I will say about is Otani is that he's an anomaly. He's a big anomaly. But to say that, you know, but it's still too early to say the best ever. But he's definitely an anomaly because you don't see a guy who can do what he's doing. He's in his he's in his fifth season with the Angels. Is it fifth? Okay. Season? Okay. Okay. I was about to say that's his, this is his second year. He's only twenty seven. That's insane. This is this this is Shohei's fifth season. You said. Uh yes, yeah, says two thousand eighteen to to now. Okay. In MLB, he's talking about MLB, not yeah not MLB and or anything like that. I didn't think he had been in the MLB that long. <laughs> but, hey, listen, Warren Moon, if you look at Warren Moon, a good chunk of his career was in the CFL. You know what Warren Moon did in the CFL and took those stats and moved it over with his NFL stats, he'd probably be the number one passer in the league because he had a lot of years, you know, in the CFL. So I wonder if he took his Japanese stats, still with his MLB stats, then where would he be? I mean – to, to be fair to Otani, to some level. How's it going, Stat God? Good, you? Very good. Uh, what do you think about Otani? you think it's too early for people to be crowning him as an all-time great? Uh, it's hard to say. I'm going to say yes and no, only because the first three years in the league, he did next to nothing. And last year was kind of the first year where he really started to show his true potential. But now that you've seen his true potential, he is the first thing since Babe Ruth that's been able to do what he's done, where he can come out and pitch every five days and look like a Cy Young, and then he can go out and hit and look like an MVP. Right. And I was wrong about his age. I want to clarify. His age is 28. He, I, I actually am about a year younger. He's 28. That's nice of you. Thank you. you know, see, that's why I thought he'd only uh, played a couple years in the major leagues. I don't see a lot of the Angels games, and I never really heard much about him until last year. Yeah, it says he's been in the league. This is his fifth season. I didn't realize he'd been in the league that long. Yeah, like the first two years in the league, he had a total of like 40 home runs. And then he had, I think, a 10, maybe 11 in the shortened season. So he only had 50 home runs heading into last year. And then he had the 90 or the 46 last year. And now he's got like another 20 something this year. Are you, uh, you watching this? You watching Little League baseball? Always do. I don't know. This is my favorite time of the year. I love watching. I have it all now. I wish it quit raining for the Connecticut and New York game, though. I'm watching Michigan and Ohio right now. You watch it, you watch it, Jay, the Little League World Series stuff? Um I, I watch it when I when I get it on national TV. Um, then I'll I'll see it. I don't really get it on national TV a lot, so it's hard to catch it. Real quick, I just want to point out so in, in five years. In the NL or in five years in MLB, Otani's at 374 strikeouts. If you average that out, that's about 74 strikeouts a year. And if you put that on a 20 year career, he would only be at 1,496, which is extremely far down. So, again, on a pitching level, he'd be a good, he'd be a great if he, you know, because we don't know what he's going to do in 20 years. I'm just speculating off that. So, I mean, that just kind of puts it in perspective. I don't know if you want to consider him the greatest, greatest, whatever. I don't know. Because if you got to figure Nolan Ryan's about 5,700, I think, uh, what was it? Uh, what's his name? Verlander just topped out around, what, a little over 3,000? So he'd be half of what Verlander's done if he stayed on the current path in which he's going. Wait a minute, Jay. Who's, who's Nolan Ryan? 
Shut your mouth. I will punch you in the freaking face. I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that man before. I will I will personally drive to Indianapolis. I will yank up his ass, throw his ass in the back seat of the car, drive him to the nearest wrestling arena, put the crap on pay-per-view, and beat his ass. Wasn't Nolan Ryan that overrated pitcher from the 80s? I'll grab your mohawk ass. Grab your mohawk. Okay? Want to go there, Dustin? I'm ready. Hey, yeah. Hey, Dustin, I know since you're a big baseball guy too, how much uh, stock do you put in the Dodgers sweeping the Padres over the weekend? I don't put any stock into it because I've said it before. I think the Padres are more so banking on next year as opposed to this year. They made all those moves this year, which, yes, it's going to help them to get into the playoffs this year as a wild card, but they're so far behind the Dodgers that they're not going to catch them in the division anyways. They're more so banking on next year where they have all these guys that they acquired under contract for next year, and they're going to have a full season with them. So you're not you're not giving the pot you're not giving the Cardinals any any leverage at all to to compete strongly against the Dodgers. You think that they're going to fade out in the postseason? I think they're going to fade out in the postseason, but I do think they can get into. Um, I do think they can get into like the NLCS because I think they, depending on who they get in that first round, because with the additional wild card team, you're going to have what the. Three is it the two verse or three verse seven, four verse six or something like that? However, it is now where the number one seed has the buy or whatever. Right, I think I number think the, one and number two seed get the buys, don't they? No, because then there would only be five teams playing because there's seven teams in the postseason, so only the number one seed would have the buy. Yeah, so it'd be yeah, a two verse seven, three verse six, four versus five. So if the Padres get the four seed, they'd be playing the fifth seeded Cardinals right now, which. I think they can get through the Cardinals easily. And then they would put them up against most likely – well, no, because who knows if they're going to get the Cardinals because the Cardinals are winning the Central right now. So if they'd be the Padres and the Phillies right now, which I think the Padres get through the Phillies. Then if they get through the Phillies, they would face the Cardinals and the NLDS, which I think they can get through the Cardinals and the NLDS. But I don't think they could get through the Dodgers and the NLCS or the Mets and the NLCS this year. It's more so I think they're banking on next year and beyond just because now they're going to have all these pieces. Now they're going to have all these pieces under contract again where they can finally go for it all again next year. Yeah, I'll, I really I really like the Mets. Uh, yeah, I but now that's, that's the team that's going uh, that's who to get Rodgers out. That's who I picked to go to the World Series a couple months ago just because of all the trades the Padres made, yes, the Padres have won the trade deadline by getting Juan Soto and getting the pieces that they got. But the New York Mets also won the trade deadline because they essentially acquired a piece without having to make a deal, and that was getting Jacob DeGrom back. Yeah. So now you're going to have Max Scherzer, Jacob DeGrom, and Chris Bassett as your top three pitchers going into the postseason with Taiwan Walker as your number four or somebody else as your number four. There's not too many teams that I think can beat both Scherzer and DeGrom, and DeGrom twice in a seven-game series. And the Mets are hitting almost 260 as a team. Yep. Right, team, Because you know in a seven-game series you're going to get probably Scherzer in games, what, one, five, and maybe seven, depending on how they want to do it. And then you're going to get DeGrom in games two and six. I don't see those guys losing all four of those games. No. No, I, I, that's who I picked a, a few couple months ago was the Mets. I actually had the Mets and the Yankees to have a Subway Series. 
the Yan- Yankees uh, struggled a little bit this weekend, but that don't worry me a whole lot either because they're you got such a bit. You, I mean, you got a lead, and you can you're going so you're going to have you're going to, you're going to have so slumps throughout this long MLB season. You just got to hope you peak at the right time, and so it don't worry me that they got swept over the weekend by the. Uh, Would they get swept by Jay? They Cardinals by St. Louis. Yeah, by Cardinals. I can't believe you'll put no faith in Astros. You know, I don't know what it is with you people in the Yankees. Maybe it's a northern thing up there. I don't know. I don't know. But I guess you are I guess you have to be, you know, loyal to them up there. I get it. You know, so I'm not a Yankee fan. South, I get it. Hey, I'm not a Yankee fan at all, but I just <laughs> they have pretty good te- they have pretty good team this year. Shit. And the Astros don't? I didn't say the Astros don't. Giving, I'm asking, why aren't you giving more love to the Astros? What, you don't believe in them? We're only half game back here, boy. You know, I guess I guess the only th- reason why people kind of overlook the Astros this year, and I think, Jay, you can attest to this, look at how strong the American League East is compared to the American League West. I, I, I get that. I've, and, I've had, and we can have that debate all day long. I mean, I know we've – how many – what, we swept it. We swept the Mets. Yeah. And we took five out of seven games, something like that. From the Yankees, so I don't know, man. I've taken on, I've taken on the best. I beat the best. So what are you talking about? I'm just going based off of that they play the Blue Jays well, nineteen times. Taking the best, damn it! We, I've taken on the best. But you, yeah, but you only play the Yankee. You only play the Yankees twice a year. And, okay, we took them in a double hitter. We swept. Yeah. Them. We took them in what two out of four, and we put a no hitter in there, and we gave our B squad. Who kicked out Frankie? Take 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 oh, take take the take the Seattle take the Seattle Mariners out of the equation. Fifty seven games the Astros play are against the Angels, Athletics, and Rangers. That's fifty seven games. That's almost a, that's over a third of their season is against those three teams. So the Yankees have the entire division. The entire division for the Yankees is above five hundred or was above five hundred at one point. So seventy six of their games was against playoff teams. Up until Baltimore and Boston started to fade recently, Man, so over half the Yankee season basically is against playoff teams. But I'm going to ask you, I want you to, I want you to come back to me though for a minute. Now, and we took on above 500s and we beat their ass. Yeah, so but you're, you're not taking. Are you just telling me that the fact that I swept the Mets and the fact that I beat the crap out of the Yankees that that means nothing? No, because if you're only facing them one or two times, a, if you're facing them one or two times a year, you could catch them at a good time for Houston, where Houston's playing well, and the Yankees are not playing well when they face Houston. Now, if you were facing, if you were facing the Yankees nineteen times a year, all day long. What about when the Yankees got their ass beat by the Reds? What then? The Reds were playing well at that point, and the Reds and the Reds have played well since the first month of the year. They've been they've been like a five hundred ball club since the first month of the year. Out with a whole bottle of whiskey and just listening to you talk, I, to you. <laughs> I just want you to know that. I but I'm just saying, the Reds, the Reds started the year three and twenty-two, and since that three and twenty-two start, they've been right around five hundred the last four months. They haven't been playing bad for over eighty games, basically. No, with with, with the Reds, if you t- if you took out the first month of the season, we got a better ERA versus them. They would be yeah. tied for the division. Reds would be tied for the division right now if you took out the first month of the season. Yeah, the Reds have not played bad since their bad start, and that's why I said when the Yankees got beat by the Reds, the Yankees were not playing well at that point, and the Reds were. They caught the Reds at a bad time. 
Reds well, hell, I hope we don't. I hope when we go to ALCS, we don't catch the quote unquote Yankees at a bad time. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think the Yankees are going to go to the ALCS. Well, oh my, huh? I don't think the Yankees are going to the ALCS because of who they're going to face. It, who are because of who the Yankees are going to face. I said I thought the Yankees were going. He never said no. he thought the Yankees. Were I don't going. think the Yankees are going to the ALCS because of who they're going to have to face in the ALDS. Okay, so that, okay well then, okay. So that bodes the question then. Stop. Who's in your ALCS? I have Toronto playing Houston, and I have Toronto going to the World Series because they were my pick since day one. And Toronto right now is starting to play like the way that everyone expected them to play. I can't listen to this Canadian bullshit any longer. <laughs> No, hey, listen. Okay, I get it, mate. Toronto, that's not a bad pick. Because if the Yankees get Toronto in that first round, that's a team that the Yankees don't want to face because it's a team that's going to know the Yankees so well. I think Springer right now is out. I think he's on the I.L. I don't know how long he's on the I.L. for. He'll be back. No, I I, I figure he'll be back. But but I like the Toronto pick. I don't think that's not a bad pick at all. Um, So, yeah, I, I can see that. And because they, they play the Yankees 19 times during the year, where if they get them in that NL, ALDS, it's going to be a team that they're so familiar with. And I think right now, I think Toronto's 7-3 and three against the Yankees right now, or 6-4. and four. So it's not yeah. like they've struggled against the Yankees this year. That's the, that's the matchup the Yankees don't want to see in the but ALDS. The fact that we have home field advantage and you got Toronto beating Houston, at, at what level are you basing that off of? Because I'm pretty damn sure our ERA is better than Toronto's. The fact that Toronto is the fact that Toronto's ten and five in Houston the last five years. Yeah. But you know what? Again, I, I I get I mean if you're looking at I guess we want to look at past whatever. I I, mm, I don't know, man. Ten and five in ten and five in Houston the last five years without having guys like Kevin Gosman and Alec Manoa in the rotation. But but again, this is a different team. I mean, look, you got Mancini's different, you got Vasquez is different. We got a different pick. Well, not really different, necessarily different pitching staff, but we didn't have Verlander last year either. We got Verlander back this year. So I don't know, man. I think with Verlander and you do put Javier behind him. And then look, we're not even talking about Lance McCullers, who actually mm-hmm. gets put back into the rotation next month, who typically has an ERA down in the, in the low twos. So I don't know, man. I think our yeah, your play your playoff rotation is going to be Verlander versus Gosman, which obviously you're going to give the edge to Verlander in game one. Game two is going to be Javier versus Alec Manoa, and Alec Manoa is going to have the edge in game two because if you look at Alec Manoa compared to Javier, Manoa's got amazing numbers. I'm not saying Javier doesn't, but Alec Manoa would be in the Cy Young conversation if he had a bigger name. Game three is going to be Jose Barrios versus Lance McCullers. That's kind of a flip of the coin. Now it's going to be game four. Who's got the better game four starter going? Then you're looking at Pate Garcia, who still has a low three average. Garcia versus probably Garcia versus probably Stripling. But again, what I want you to also recommend or, or also look at this other side of the equation is we're talking about the starters, but we're not talking about the bullpen, and our bullpen is freaking good. Like we have a good bullpen between Naris, Stanek, um, and then you got Montero, and then you got Will Smith, and that's not even our closer, Presley. I mean, Hector Naris. I mean, we have a I don't know, man. I, and, I, and our bullpen does win a lot of games, so I, don't overlook the bullpen. Honestly, hold the hold the hold the phone. I am I'm back for a minute because I was on the comments. Hold up, hold up. 
Holy fuck. Let me get the <laughs> let me get this, would be back. Let me get this bottle of Bacardi real quick next to me. Okay. <laughs> Stag guy. Stag, how dare you? How dare you try to give my team acknowledgement like this and then say we're gonna freaking lose to the Toronto Blues? I can't go back what on my in the blue pick. hell. What in the blue hell city are you living in, sir? <laughs> I can't go what? back on my preseason pick. I can't. They were my preseason pick. I can't go back on them. Well, what Man, a disaster preseason in this pick conversation. is that? that I, is pick, I, I picked Toronto believe. to go to the World Series in the preseason. I can't go back on that until they actually lose. What is it has nothing to do with me disrespecting no. the Yankees because the Yankees do have a great team. You disrespect me. No, 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 I don't no, give a no, shit what you say. You're disrespecting me. You're, you're disrespecting me. You're, di- you're disrespecting me so hard I had to come back on here. I put my kids in the room for a minute. I said, hold on. Let me go talk to, to Dustin real quick, girls. I said, because they know you, Dustin. They know how hard you make my nipples. Hey, but now you made my nipples real soft. <laughs> oh, 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 now, oh. He, he mad, nipples. man. You're not stat yeah. guy right now. You're Dustin. You're Dustin. <laughs> my nipples are, my nipples are soft right now. I want to go on record on this show. I want to go on record on this show. I want to clips it at around one, one hour, 23 minutes uh, into the show. I want everybody to understand that Dustin picked Toronto to go to the World Series, so that when I come back to dust on the show, <laughs> no, I want yeah. explanations. I want yeah, and not only I don't want, yeah. I don't want to hear anything like that. Now, Frankie, yeah. I'm not saying Toronto's going to be there. I know it's no, 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 I know. And Astros, but I, I know. And not, due, or and not only, and not only did he disrespect it like that, Jay. He said that we, he said we're not going to make the ALCS. We were going to lose to the damn Blue Jays, and then they were going to go on to beat the damn Astros to go on to the World Series. So you got – you disrespect <laughs> both of our teams in one goddamn shot to say that the Blue Jays are going to go to beat the fucking Yankees and beat the damn Astros. Dustin, what is your address, sir? Hey, <laughs> hey, I, all I know is I think when those Clippers got dug into the left and the right side of the brain on Dustin, they went too deep. He said, we're going to give you the negative six, not the zero. We're going all the way to negative six Clippers. And I got some heat, and I got some heat for my man Chris. Uh, why you not, why you not, time, why you not, why you not, why you not, why you not sharing gonna, this? I am, am timestamping that. We will have a revisit at the end of, you know, the playoffs. There will be a revisit. Hold on. I'm going to have to go through because, because Chris didn't want to show the, the little confrontation that was going on between me and Mikey on the comments. He didn't want to show it. I was waiting for what? Chris to show it one by one. You didn't well, want to I want to see the you. confrontation. I got you. I got you. Well, look, look, he started look, off look. with this. I wasn't even on here. Matter of fact, um, Gonzo, if I may, when 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 the AOCS comes up, or no, when the World Series comes about, the day before the World Series, the day before game one, can we have an afternoon blitz show? And I want the show to be reconfigured. I don't want it to be called the Afternoon Blitz that specific day. I want it to be Dustin, explain yourself. That's the name of the show. <laughs> explain yourself. Can we have that show? And I will say this right now, Jay. If the Blue Jays don't make it, I will acknowledge that they don't make it. But same thing that I said with that. You're going to run to the quad butt naked with <laughs> they suck on your, on your back. That's, hey, that's fine. If I have to do that, I have to do that. But going back to what I did in the NFL and the NBA too, my preseason pick in the NFL to make it to the Super Bowl was the Rams and the Chiefs. I wasn't going to go back on that pick until it happened, and the Rams ended up making it. The Chiefs didn't. 
my preseason pick in the NBA for the NBA Finals was the Golden State Warriors and the Milwaukee Bucks. Well, obviously, oh, I'm not going to go back on that pick until what is up with these? What's up with these Chicago native people? They call themselves Bull fans, right? And they pick Golden <laughs> State to freaking. I picked Golden State the because they were getting Clay Thompson back. That's Who the only reason why I picked Golden State. Yeah, sure you wow. did, Dustin. Wow. We're gonna have to. Re- yeah, my we're gonna have to relook at that pre- card. My preseason pick this year for the for the World Series was the Blue Jays and the Dodgers to begin with. So I mean, I can't go back on the Blue Jays just because they got off to such a bad start. But now all of a sudden they're playing well again. I'm not going to go back on them now, even if they're not going to win the division. I still got to stick with them until they lose. I'm not going to be like Frankie or not Frankie, like Freddie over here. That team hops halfway through the year. I'm going to ride. Who's that? Who's ride that? My pick. I don't even know who that is. Who's yeah, that? I'm, I'm going to ride my pick until my pick is eliminated. And if that's the pick I make, I got to ride by it. Even if even if they're not going to be the home field advantage, even if they're not going to be the top seed, it's still the pick that I got to ride with. And, and I'm and I'm going to tell you this. I pick the Warriors. I pick the Warriors because uh, I'm not dumb. <laughs> the, the writing, the writing was on the wall. We we saw who was gonna win the championship. <laughs> All right, I'm 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 out of here. You guys, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. You guys have a good show. Show changes. I have, learned, I've, I have learned I have learned a lot from Jay, and that is enjoy life while drinking, guys. So enjoy life while drinking. You guys have a good one. Enjoy the rest of your show. Let's go, Yankees. Mickey Delaney, you are my redheaded stepchild that I never want to acknowledge. Go cry about it. I don't care. You talk about – I'll say it again. You talk about the Mariners like they're in the playoff picture. Bro, it's hey, not happening. Hey, Frankie. It's not happening. Frankie, before you leave. What's up, bro? I'm on my take. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the day while drinking. Hey, I made a responsible financial decision. I said I could buy this fit for Hennessy for $45, or I can get a gallon of Jack for 41 You choose. <laughs> no, you made the right choice. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm on a flight to Chicago right now. We're gonna do it up, baby. Yeah, yeah me too. Me too. I'm already on the Jackie, first baby. On the, plane. the plane just took off. The plane just took off. We better, I better see Rob at the airport with a sign that says Frankie the Yankee waiting. For hey, hey, Frankie, I'll be waiting at the airport like this. Hey, I'm hey. ready. Let's go. Hey, you, know, you, know what you know what happens? Frankie the Yankee shows up. And Rob says, no, I was actually expecting Frankie Montas. <laughs> oh, shit. You can't say that, Jay. You can't say that. How are you going to disrespect me like that? How are you trying to disrespect me like that? That's why you're laughing. It's not funny. That's I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. I'm looking at I have a dirty look on my face where I want to just smack the shit out of you for saying that. I am the one and only true Frankie the Yankee. I've been rocking this name since day fucking one. The hell took you out like a little he ain't take nothing out. He ain't take nothing out. You wanna know who got you wanna know what I took it out? You want to know what got taken out? It was on the paper one time, and I called the New York Post. There you go, Dustin. And I called the New York Post, <laughs> and I said, I said, the hell with that. You better fix that shit, or I'm going to freaking sue your ass. And they said, we apologize, that's, that's Mr. Yankee, that. If I can't sir. beat you, I'm going to join you. That's they what said, I'm talking about, baby. The, the New York Post said, they said, listen, Mr. Yankee, we apologize. <laughs> Mr. We Yankee. apologize. We won't call him that no more. We will start calling him Mr. Matas. And then I said that to Aaron Boone. I said, make sure you never call him Frankie the Yankee. 
He went and he told him that, and he only lasted three innings. If it was me, Frankie the Yankee, I would have went there seven innings, no hit. Shut out, baby. I'm the true Frankie the Yankee. Hey, you guys hey, enjoy your day. Rob, I'm going to take another hey, shot. Rob, you want to hear a funny story about a handle? My oh, wife. Man, I gotta, hold on. I got to hear hey, My wife went out and bought a handle one time without me knowing about it, and she hit it. And then she went out and she bought one of these. And then and she went about five of these. And then I was like, hey, babe, can you go to the store and, and buy me a pint? Yeah. And so she go to she go to she go to the garage, pull out that and handle, and you take an empty one piece and fill it up. <laughs> hey, yo, right, your hey, wife a real one. one she a real one. Hey, Rob, Rob, one day I was out there cleaning up the garage, and I found this bag, and I was like, "What the hell's in this damn bag?" And I opened it up, and it was that handle, and five of these motherfuckers that were empty. And I was like, "This motherfucker." <laughs> Your wife a real one. That's all. Hey, listen, she my said, wife. She said, she said, baby, she said, she said, baby, I am the liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, my wife. Hey, look, she's a smart woman, man. Hey, she's much smarter than I am. That's why I know I don't wear the brains in the family. I, I might have some pants, but and she might have a skirt, but she's much smarter than me. <laughs> oh no, that guy, break your news, my boy. I gotta hear this. Before I, before I get into the news, Jay, what I was going to say with the Blue Jays and the Astros, you're going to have the best ERA in Houston going up against the best batting average in Toronto. Toronto's hitting a 264 as a team. The Astros are hitting a 241 as a team. And then what's their ERA versus our ERA? Their ERA is like a 4.06 compared to like a 3.1, but since the All-Star break, the I Blue Jays have a 3.1. I think we're a little bit less than 3.1. But I'm just saying since the all since the All-Star since the All-Star break, the Blue Jays are at a 3.42 and the Astros are at a 3.46. The Blue Jays are at 3.87 overall. Yeah, the Blue Jays have a lower ERA than the Astros since the All-Star break. But the breaking news in the NBA. Kevin Durant has officially given the Nets an ultimatum. Either trade him or fire Steve Nash. Oh! Damn. Damn. I'm so bad for Steve Nash. Hey! Finally! Finally, he's that's wait, wait, he no, no, The only thing about that is, is they didn't even give Steve Nash a chance because they cut his legs out from under him when they said they didn't need a coach. And, and, and exactly, and that's what I'm saying, Rob. Even so if so now Nash, it's like Durant's trying to blame it all on Nash. It wasn't, it wasn't all Nash. Bro, I'm not saying some of it wasn't. Durant is trying to save face for, for him and Kyrie. I get that. Durant is trying to save face. But let's be honest. Steve Nash is not the coach for that guy. No, no, I'm not saying he's a coach for that team. Nash didn't have the leadership. Because if he had the leadership, he would have stood up when, uh, the first time when they right. said, hey, we don't need a coach. And he would have had – you know what I'm saying? Like – Bro, when you when your first statement is is them come out and saying that, and then there's nothing about Steve Nash's rebuttal to that, I knew right then and there. I was like, nah, this ain't gonna work. This team. Ain't I would have gave. I would have gave them what they wanted. I would have went to the Brooklyn Nets organization to to all the general managers and, and people in charge, and I would have said, yeah, I'm going to be sitting on the bench because that's my obligation because you paid me, but I'm going to let them coach themselves, and we're going to prove a point. And, and, and the moment that the Nets lost, I would have said, do you need me to coach you now? 
<laughs> you know, Steve Nash didn't show no heart to me, man. He didn't show no heart to me, man. Rob, but here's the deal. This is why I feel bad for Steve Nash. Steve Nash, this was, this was his first coaching assignment. And right off the rip, they're saying we don't need a coach. So if you're Steve Nash, even if he did that, which I agree, even if he did that, how can he have the clout to back it up when he hasn't even really coached a game? Like, you know, if it was if it was like Popovich, you know, somebody who has clout, he could do that and pull it off. But for a guy who's never even coached a game to do that, they're gonna be like, and Okay, yeah, but he would have. He would have got what, your first team, and he he would have got re, he would have got respect. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need that respect to get that clout. They the but problem was the not only the way to get the because you you, really you, you, you the sit respect. there because because you would have acknowledged like I heard what you said, and I wanted to see you coach yourself. I was put in this position because of my knowledge and skill as a point guard in the NBA, and I see things you don't see. Let me help you, but I can't do that if you ain't gonna let me help you. Well, that's kind so, of what uh, Kingsbury's doing with was doing with Kyler Murray by making Kyler Murray call the plays into the backup yeah, quarterback. You want to do that? You do problem. my job, hey, then. If you want to do my job, do my job. My problem with the Nets, though, my problem with the Nets is not Durant. It's not Steve Nash. My problem with the Nets is at the GM level because the GM should have came out. And, and and made a statement supporting Steve Nash, number yeah. one. And number two, he should have told Kevin Durant, if you don't think you can, if Steve Nash can coach you, then maybe you need to go. They need to have some balls. The GM needs to have the balls to stand up for his coach and talk to these players and be like, hey, you're going to play for him. And then Steve has to have the balls to stand up for himself as well. So it needs to be Steve Nash had the balls the GM should have backed up those balls if they were going to have a fighting chance. And the fact that the GM does not stand up for Steve Nash the way he should have, and the fact that Steve didn't stand up for the way that he should have for himself created that atmosphere for that to happen. And I don't think you can recover from that. And then the second thing about it is, is that Steve Nash, it was just, this was his first assignment, and those players fucked him, and then the GM for the Nets fucked him. He got screwed over by the top and the bottom. And he's the guy in the middle that's just like, well, what the hell am I really supposed to do? This is my first go around. I don't have the clout to truly back up my name. The GM was supposed to support his decision to bring me in. And, and there was no support. And he didn't well, support the thing, him. The thing is, of course, they're going to always cater to the player first. I mean, we're talking about Steve Nash who's making, what, 20, 30 million? 10 million at best, but you make yeah. you got a Kevin Durant that's making 196 million in four years. They're going to cater to the star player, a proven player at that, not to mention your two time finals MVP. But I just got one word to describe that atmosphere over there in Brooklyn, and that's toxic. There is, it's toxic from the head down to probably even the janitors. It's it just bad over there in Brooklyn. And I honestly think if I'm Brooklyn, I get you. You want to try to keep Kevin Durant. You don't want to lose a generational talent. But how much more of that toxic nature can you take? That's the question. But that begs a different too, though. So who controls that team? Does a GM control that team, or do the players control that team? What I mean is, if they're not, if, they're, if the players are telling you they're not going to support Steve Nash because they don't they need him, at that point, it makes Steve Nash his whole position moot. 
at that point. Well, Steve Nash has no, he has no control in the situation. Right now, it's a tug of war between the players and the GM. That's what it is. So if you're the GM, if you're the GM, before you even bring in a coach, before you bring anybody in, do you have a sit-down meeting with Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and be like, look, Kyrie, Kevin, who who would be your top three coaches that are available in the market? Who's your top three that you want to play for that you would listen to and and you know and everything like? And then they should have took those top three and made that pitch. I get that, but I I'm pretty sure Steve Nash came up in that pitch, and they said we'll play for Steve. And then Steve got there, and they said, well, we don't really need Steve because they start smelling themselves too much. You just got to understand sometimes. Toxic outweighs how great of a player you are. And they're both toxic. Like I said, it's a tug of war between the GM and the players. Kyrie made a move and said, hey, I want the max. And then the GM made a move and said, well, we're not going to pay you the max. And then KD made a move and said, well, you guys don't want to pay Kyrie the max. I want to trade. And now the GM is like, well, we don't know if we really want to trade you. We'll throw some offers out there. But they pretty much throwing darts on the wall and hoping one sticks. Yeah, it's just toxic. It's a toxic environment, and Steve Nash has no control in the situation. The thing is, too. The thing is, too. If anyone deserves any credit for that team, Steve Nash deserves a ton of it. He had that team in the playoffs last year, despite dealing with all the drama he had to deal with, despite dealing with Kyrie Irving not being there, despite dealing with James Harden getting hurt and eventually traded. With Ben Simmons coming in there, didn't even play, losing Joe Harris and Patty Mills, and yet Steve Nash still had them as the one seed in the Eastern Conference for a little oh, bit, hold on, hold on, and they made the playoffs. Hold on, you say that though, Justin, but what, what is your background to, or what, not background, that's the wrong word, what is your research to say that Steve Nash is the one that got them to one, and it wasn't just their natural abilities that got them, because they weren't really listening to Steve, so how do we know that Steve really is the one that got them there? Because he still has to keep that team together. He's still the coach. He's still. They they said they didn't need Steve to do that. Only two people said they didn't need Steve. Uh That's the two biggest people on the team. And one of those players wasn't there all year. And and Steve Nash was still responsible for the rotations and everything that was happening. I don't want to take anything away from Steve. I don't want to discredit Steve like that. But at the same time. I think Durant's attitude is different. It's bad, man. I think it's different when Kyrie's not there as well. It's bad. I think when Kyrie's there, he has one ad too. When Kyrie isn't there, it's different. Exactly. Durant don't. I I don't think I don't think Durant knows what he wants. I don't think so either. I don't think Durant even knows. Yeah. But Rob, but I know, and I know you said that. Hey Jay, did you see this comment by Mike? And and, and also, uh, Gonzo has said that is that he's not a leader. So if you're not a leader. How do you know what you want, right? You need followers. Mm-hmm. You need a leader to kind of guide you. And I think when he went to to Golden State, they had enough leadership on board that team that he didn't have to be that, and he could just do his natural ability, and and, and that was all he had to do. Well, so it was proven. Steph, Steph led his team to the finals and won right. without and Kevin Durant. But, that, but what I'm saying is <laughs> he didn't have to know what to do. He went to a team that they already had that part figured out, and he could just play his role. But when you put Durant out there on an island and you say, now, okay, you're the guy. We're going to give you Kyrie as your Batman and Robin. He didn't know, like you said, he didn't know what to do. He didn't know how to lead. He didn't know how to facilitate. He didn't know how to get his teammates involved. But he had a whole lot of attitude, enough to say that we don't need Steve Nash. 
Yeah, so, I, I mean, I, it's just like, you know, what do you do? If I'm Steve Nash, I don't even know if I want to coach this team. Them, you know? If I'm Steve Nash, I don't even know if I want to coach this guy. I think to bring on a Kevin Durant, I think to bring on a Kevin Durant, you have to have two things or three things. Number one, you have to have a strong GM. Number two, you have to have a strong coach. And then number three, you have to have somebody on that team, some player on that team, like a Chris Paul or a Steph Curry, somebody who's a natural leader that can, and, and, and then you bring a, a Durant in, which is your talent, and then you have that leader, you know, direct that talent. And then I think I think Kevin Durant then can play. But without somebody who has that sense of direction and that leadership on the squad or a good, strong coach and a good, strong GM, Kevin Durant can't be effective. Yeah, but he can be effective. He'll score points, but he's not going. He's not yeah, going to lead that team. Yeah, yeah, he's not going to lead the team to to a championship or yeah, deep in exactly. the playoffs. Exactly. No, and we saw what happened. But yeah, but I, I'm going to give Steve Nash some credit, man. I mean, he he he's done a lot. Like even what Mike alluded to with the fact that remember he didn't always have KD, Kyrie, and Harden on the court at the same time together. I mean, how many times did they really play together? They didn't play together that many times, and nobody could really see how great that big three could have been. So to right. keep having to go deep into those rotations, as my boy Dustin alluded to, Joe Harris out, Patty Mills out, that's two of your shooters that's out. You know, not having a real great big man. And if Steve Nash did rally the troops, so to speak, and, and keep those guys, you know, uh, ahead of water in the Eastern Conference. So I, I, I don't think Steve Nash is a bad coach. He was just put in a bad situation. And now you I, have I think your... the best thing for Steve, in my opinion, would be for Brooklyn to let him go. Just let him go. Because, I, I mean, I don't think he can, as long as KD is there and Kyrie is there, I don't know the, how, how effective he can be. I think the best thing for Steve Kerr, would, I mean Steve Kerr, for Steve Nash, would be to take a, a, a take a, a, an assistant position somewhere, kind of still gain more NBA knowledge of coaching on the coaching side, and then take and then take an, a head coaching job at some point somewhere else, or even take a head coaching job with any other franchise that's available outside of Brooklyn. I don't know how effective he can be at Brooklyn. I think he needs to get out of Brooklyn and then go his own way and, and regain his coaching career somewhere else, kind of like what Jason Kidd did. You know, he kind of had good, a moderate success at Milwaukee. But then he went to Dallas, and you know, a little while later, and then he you know, now he's doing well with Dallas. I think kind of kid, I mean, uh, Nash kind of needs to take that step back out of Brooklyn, regain himself, refocus himself, and then look for positions elsewhere to really kind of you know get where he needs to go. Yeah, I would like to see Steve Nash on one of these young up and coming teams, maybe in Indiana, maybe in Sacramento, maybe a Detroit. You know, I think the young guys are really buying in and listen. But he went into organizations of players that's kind of already established. And some of those players need an already established coach. Like, I'm telling you right now, Kevin Durant or, or Kyrie Irving, they ain't talking that jibber-jabber to my boy uh, uh, Greg Popovich, okay? They're not talking that jibber-jabber to Pat Riley or maybe not even Eric Spoelstra. So, you know, you, you, you got to understand when you're a proven winner, it's certain things that you will and will not tolerate. And I think, you know, KD and Kyrie, they were acting like kids and teeter-tottering on that line to see what they could get away with with Steve Nash. No, I agree. I think Spolster would have been a pretty good shot there because he's used to dealing with obviously LeBron James and Bosch and Wade. So he hey, Eric Spolster was about to send it up with Jimmy Butler. Oh, okay, yeah. he wasn't yeah. afraid. He said, yeah. "What you say to me, Jimmy?" <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he knows how to handle 
those personality types. Yes. And that would have been a good. You know, oh, you got you got to stand up for yourself. You can't you just do. let them run you, you over. You cannot let these players run you over because ironically, the, the best choice of coaches for the Brooklyn Nets is no longer there. And that, who who was that? Uh, you talking about D'Antoni? Kenny Atkinson, who they yeah, never yeah, should have yeah. fired in the first place. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He should still be in Brooklyn right now. And if he was there, this team would be better off. And if you really want to go into who they might replace Nash with, why not bring Scott Brooks back? Scott mm. Brooks was Durant's coach back in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. And obviously, yeah. Scott Kevin Durant and Scott Brooks worked very well together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Let me ask you a question. Didn't D'Antoni go over to Charlotte? I think with Jordan. Didn't is he? Did he actually get? I know he went over there get, for an interview. Or he something. didn't get. He didn't get the job. They brought Steve Clifford back, who was yeah. the coach okay. in Charlotte the first time they returned to the playoffs. So right, and then D'Antoni's I think Dad Tony, the but Dad Tony was like an advisor to Steve Nash. Yeah, he was an Brooklyn. advisor, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, but you got to understand that's because D'Antoni was also the coach of Steve Nash, so he trusted yeah. his. His, his, you know, his opinion and thing, especially offensively, you know, and I think that's what the Brooklyn Nets missed a lot. They didn't have any real offensive sets. It was like give the ball to KD or Kyrie and let them go to work, and that's also due to the fact that they didn't play on the court that much together. So it was no real offensive sets to really to to be learned because every time you looked up, you know, first Kyrie wasn't playing, then he was only playing road games, then he could play every game except games in New York. I mean, it, just, it was too much. And, and was was KD and Kyrie listening to him when he was calling sets in? Yeah, I, you know they probably hey, was in their own world in practice. practice. <laughs> did, did Steve Nash? And, and I'm just I'm just curious because I don't know if you guys heard anything. I didn't hear anything. But did Steve Nash? Did he ever even have a rebuttal or anything like that at all about the, the those comments about they didn't need a coach? Did he? No, nah, I, I think he just went he on to business as usual. I, you know, and he could have probably said something behind closed doors. I don't want to completely eliminate that factor but i just i just think steve nash heard it and went on about business as usual you know but i also think that 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 hurt in a way to not acknowledge that statement publicly because now other people on the team are looking like you know oh you know well maybe we don't need maybe we should just listen to katie right. and Kyrie. so you know. sometimes people need to hear that voice they need yeah. to know that Steve is an assertive guy, that he's not yeah. just going to, you know, be that puppet or whatever, you know? Yeah. Unfortunately, there's some positions in life that quiet people can't afford to work at. And, oh, no, and, I, and, I agree. You I know, agree. hey. That coach is not that position. <laughs> and, and, and look, that's baseball, basketball, football, whatever. Your top coach, they, he needs to have that voice. You know? And this is my thing, too. Just like players tell coaches, I'm a grown man, you're not going to talk to me like – Steve Nash should have had the rebuttal. Like, I'm a grown man. I was put in to, to be your coach. And if you think you don't need a coach, that's fine. We say that behind closed doors to keep the, the family business in-house. But I'm going to tell you guys something. Don't ever get on TV and embarrass me again. Unless you want me to start doing the same thing. You want me to throw you under the bus? When, when, when KD, you're not having a great line, a great shoot night. Kyrie, you, you're not having a great night at all because, hey, guess what? You're not even playing the game of basketball. Do you want me to throw you on the bus? You know, and, and I'm tired of hearing all about these. The, should we have another sit-down? Hell, the Brooklyn Nets don't have more sit-downs than the Mafia family. I, it, it's tired. It's, I'm tired of sit-downs. Let's make some action happen. We've had enough Peaky Blinders. We're good here. Lord Jesus. Hey, real question. Hey, can I ask you guys? And, and, and guys, I don't mean to take over. I'm just asking. Oh, I'm not trying to switch topics either, but I just seen 
I said on ESPN just a second ago where, you know, they're talking about Stephen Ross, you know, getting praised for, you know, hiring black coaches, but then also getting sued for discrimination. Is that, is that the Miami Heat? Uh, Miami yeah, Dolphins that's the Miami owner. owner. What are we, what are we, what is your guys' opinion of? Because I mean, there this weekend. Like, what is the opinion of Steve Ross as an owner? I mean, are we, are we out to, should we crucify him? Or should we, you know, I, I mean, how do, we, how, do we, how do we look at that? I mean, first of all, I understand it's the world that we live in and, and, and we're trying to apply the hiring of minorities. But I'm so tired of still being at the point where we have to acknowledge the fact that you hired a black guy. Can we get past that point? Like, like yeah. black guys can't do the job like like white guys. You know, oh, he hired a minority. He should be applied. No, you hired the person that was best for that job. So let's stop. Let's stop applauding that and, and, and make it a normal thing. And second of all, I mean, I don't look at him no different from how I look at other owners. You know, he did what he had to do to, to, to create this public perception that I hire black guys and I hire of uh, 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 minorities, you know, within my organization. And, and, but at the end of the day, it's my way of hiring. But, but Rob, <laughs> I don't get past that because if it's obviously the biggest thing out there, I mean, to the point where we're counting how many black coaches get hired and how many black coaches don't get hired to the point where you know, it's like if you hire a black coach, okay, we're, you're, you're great in the organization. If you're not, then you're bad. So we want to get past it. But how do you get past it when that's on the topic of everybody's list? I know that's a great question, Jay, because one thing I hate, but I know it's necessary, is the fact that you get incentivized for hiring or at least interviewing minorities. Like, I hate that. Like, you know, it's, it's like you have to – Offer me draft picks or, or things like this for me to consider interviewing a black guy or a woman for this job. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it, it's, it's bad. It, it's, it's really bad. And that's a great question. I don't know how we get past it. Because at the end of the day, the one percent is out of one percent. It needs the people with the money. And the people with the money make the rules. I think the only way you get past it in the NFL is when some of these, I hate to say it, is when some of these owners pass away. It is. Young, younger younger people uh, get in charge that think more like today's uh, world. That you can uh, really hope ha have not been corrupted. That would be the point. I think that would be at the point where we might there might be a chance to finally get past it. But before yeah. then, as long as you still have these guys in charge, you're, it's going to be something we're always going to talk about. Well, I think I'm better off than you guys are because Jerry's 80. I don't know how many more years that son of a bitch has. Hey, hey, I, hey, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think Jerry buys lives. He might have 10 extra lives like a Mario game. Hey, when you're wearing Jerry's kind of money, I wonder if he goes to cryogenic freezing like Ted Williams did. I'm just, I'm just throwing. And, and I won't lie to you. You said Jerry Jones. Hey, the, the man looked good for 80. Bro, when you got billions of dollars, <laughs> hey, listen, you look good for eighty. I mean, the man still moves real good and everything. Under, uh, Anthony, I understand that plastic surgeons that can do anything for you. Brother. Yeah, Anthony, I understand that the team would stay in the family, but if you get some of the younger members of the family, maybe maybe they'll they, they'll they'll be thinking differently than some of the older hey, the older hey, members of the family. Question, do you yeah, think though. that Stephen Jones? Will be different than his dad because that's the next successor in line for the Cowboys is Steven. Do you how much different do you think Steven will be from the dad? I hope I don't think I, I don't think it's I, I think the next younger gen, generation is different, 
but I'm even talking about the, some of the generation that's like I'm talking like my maybe age one of, or a little yeah. younger. I'm right? talking about like maybe one of Steve, like one of Steven's kids taking over. Right, because now well, when you when point, you think, right? but but what yeah, you're thinking okay, about is that. you're thinking about the fact that even though they'll be getting older, they they have a different way of thinking. I mean, right now you you see videos on social media of kids getting mad at their parents for their old school way of thinking, of thinking of how they feel about minorities. So when when you start to get these younger people to take over, I think you will see more equal opportunity because well, they understand okay, so somebody has to be a change. I think I think Steven, I think Steven's probably right around about his 50s. If the Jones family continues to operate the Cowboys for as long as that. It may be thirty damn years before we see his kids take. Hey, hey. Yeah, you know, yeah, I know. I I'm, we're not saying we're not saying no time soon. We're not saying no time soon, but I'm thinking within the next fifty to hundred hey, years, you will start to see a change. You're gonna be dead before the Cowboys give hey, hey. <laughs> Never say never. We never thought we'd see a black president, and I can when I pass away and get back to my ancestors, I can say I seen it. I hey, see that too. Hey, I've seen <laughs> that too. Uh, hey, let's I get to. Uh, it, but hey, <laughs> the way this world is being ran by the men, I, maybe I vote for a first female president. I don't hey, know. Hey, hey, I'm telling. Look, this I world mean, is crazy. This world is crazy, but that will be on this podcast talking for hours about Damn. how crazy this world and, is. Lord Jesus. Uh, Let's get to uh final. <laughs> let's get to our final thoughts for today. Yes, we'll, sir. We'll, we'll pick this conversation thoughts. up Somebody tomorrow. I thought we were final thoughts already. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love Jay, man. Jay just enjoying life, baby. Yes, Lord. I, hey, I guess I didn't miss half this show. I, I thought for the last twenty minutes we were in final thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't waste all of it. Oh man, it's just good to see you guys, man. I know I haven't been able to jump on the show like that, as you know. Anybody who follows me, you know, it, it's grind time right now. In my it's line of work, Rob. By the way, How, oh, man, I miss y'all too, man. I miss y'all too. So you know, I'm like, oh, I got a day off today. Let me hop on and, and, and talk some sports with my guys. So hey, listen, just I good to see you guys. They're making all that money, traveling the world, gallivanting. I <laughs> got a different woman in every site. <laughs> hey, 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 baby, 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 he just talking mess, baby. He just talking mess. I ain't got no different woman. <laughs> <laughs> Look, baby, I still got it on, even though I'm not with you. I got it. I got it on, baby. I got it on. Yes, Lord. I didn't know that when Rob opens the curtains, every time I see a Facebook, Rob's oh. opening up the curtains, and it's this beautiful view everywhere he goes. And I look up my curtain, and I see the trash dumpster, and I'm thinking, like, damn. I mean, you know what? I want that to be my view, Jay. That's what I'm working hard towards, man. I'm ready to get my own home. I'm ready to get, get a home, a house. Ready. Yes, Lord. Hey, it don't happen. It don't happen without without work and dedication. And you already got the dedication, so you're good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, man, but it's good to talk sports with you guys. Hey, football season right around the corner, baby. We got like five weeks. Five weeks, baby. We have uh, four days actually. That is when the preseason well, preseason starts. Anybody days, says yeah. preseason is the official start of the NFL? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hey, if, if if I may, can I leave off the Gonzo? Can I can I? There's some important information out for us. Can I put out the, the, the first final thought? Is that okay? Yeah. Hey, 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 listen, this is my final thoughts. Um, unscripted, 
um, has a Facebook uh, or a Facebook. We have a fantasy football league uh, that obviously we're we, well. This will be the second year of it. We had year one. Now we're going into year two. Uh, if anybody wants to join, I know I Logan join. is going. Hey, Logan's going to put the. Uh, he's going to put the. Um, what do you call it? It's on NFL.com. He's going to put the link to our league uh, up in the comments on Unscripted Show on Tuesday. But it'll also be on the Facebook page, Rob. I'll make sure you get the link. Any yes, Gonzo, play. I'll make sure all, all three of you guys uh, get the, the link so that when I whip your ass, uh, we can have a show about it afterwards. <laughs> but I'll make sure you guys get the link. And anybody out there, uh, Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, the link will be in the comments. If you want to join, it'll be in the comments section. It'll also be on the Unscripted Facebook page. Um, you can find it there. And... Uh, it's gonna. Hey, this could be a hell of a good season. I think we're. I'm gonna try to get as many league, uh, teams as we can uh, into this league, and it's just gonna be fun. Yeah. yeah, man. Well, first of all, you see, you got a new, the newest member of the beard gang. You know, <laughs> it's coming. It's coming along now. It's coming along now. But you know what I'm saying? Hey, is that hey. drawn in or is that actual hair? Oh, man. You know, <laughs> oh, it's not just. It's not just hair. It's good hair. But. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, well, I love y'all, man. I went to the bar last night, and the wife was with me. She's always with me because I don't go without her because I don't want no no kind of weird. Person. And the guy <laughs> behind the bar, I don't know, he, he could he could have been gay. I don't know, but he said my beard game was on point. And I looked at him. You know what? My wife thinks the same thing. Hey, no, it, it, you know, sometimes you see that you see that beard, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> You know, I was so, trying so, to get back to where Gonzo was. When I shaved, you know, some people stuff, got like patches in their beard and stuff mind, like that. Man. So you you respect the good beard game, you know. That's all. <laughs> that's all. Yes, Lord. Uh, that's all. Scott, you got your thoughts? No, I was just getting to say before, like the official start of the NFL season was technically last weekend with the Hall of Fame game, game which. Yeah. Make what you want about it. The Hall of Fame game, it is what it is. Hey, go, Ra- go Raiders. Go Raiders. They're going to win the AFC West. There was no Lawrence. There was no ETN. The real start of the NFL season is this weekend with the first official full week of preseason this weekend. There's going to be a lot of storylines to follow with just battles in camp, new teams, new faces, things like that. Now you have guys like Odell Beckham Jr. saying that he wants to join the Buffalo Bills. So that'll be something to watch to see if Josh Allen will end up with Stephon Diggs and Odell Beckham Jr. next year. That would be a fun pairing for him to have. It's just going to be, I think, a fun next. Honestly, I think this will be the next three weeks will be fun just because all these free agents that are still left unsigned, I have a feeling, will sign before the preseason is over. Yes, sir. You know what's funny? You said that. Justin, uh, real quick, if I may, just real quick. Um in the minute that Justin said that about Odell Beckham Jr., I have a first sergeant um, that I'm still very, very close with, and and we, and we talk every day. And his, his name is First Sergeant Bell. Um, and the, the minute I sort of got the minute he said, you no, know, because he had said a while back, I guess about a, a week or so back on the show, um, he texted me saying, "Hey, did you hear uh, Odell Beckham's going to come to the Bills?" And then Justin just said that on the air. This is how I know First Sergeant Bell is watching our show. And First Sergeant Bell, I love you, brother. You're my boy. You're my boy, Blue. He just texted me saying, hey, man, watching the show, Odell Beckham Jr. sounds interesting. So I just want you to know, it's, it's great when, you're, when your boys watch it. And it's great when they when they agree with what that guy says. And um, 
How crazy was that? Literally, just the test came in. It was crazy. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, hey, I'm almost done. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the bills. If you like, hey, if you like baseball, Little League Baseball's on all day on ESPN. Little League Baseball's on all day for the next what three weeks? Yep. Two weeks. I'm watch, uh, Indiana and uh, Indian. The Indiana team plays tonight at seven, so I'm gonna watch that. Later who on. likes who likes Indiana? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I, honestly, if I had the vehicle, I'd go to Indianapolis and wa- uh, watch some of the regionals because we have regional. Uh, the Great Lakes and uh, I think Midwest. Are you should here. you should have made the, you should have made the drive to Fort Wayne last week for the American Legion tournament because it was being hosted yeah. in Indiana. Yeah, well, actually, our t- the team from Muncie done pretty good in it. I think they lost. Let me. Yeah, they ended up losing to Midland, Michigan, in the championship. Well, you just researched that fast and said. So now Midland, Michigan gets to go to <laughs> Shelbysburg, North Carolina for the American Legion World Series this weekend. Oh, wow. Like that guy, I didn't know hosting the world, that, that type of World Series. That's, a, that's not too far from me, honestly. Maybe maybe about three hours. And it's some good baseball, it's some good baseball too, them American Legion. American uh, Legion, I think, is better than the high school season, honestly. Are we talking about baseball again? Yeah, American Legion baseball is better than the high school season. That's when, Rob, that's, when, that's when Rob turns off the camera and goes back to his <laughs> But all right. Well, thank everybody for joining sorry, us. I'll y'all. be live about 3.30 <laughs> with uh, my sports betting show. And then uh, don't don't forget tonight, uh, me and Jonathan Mathis will be live for the uh, for our show at 11 p.m. Eastern tonight. Uh, but- oh, yeah, I meant to ask you that. So y'all like a – y'all got like a it's, – it's, it's not just cameos no more. Y'all got a show. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations, Yay. my guy. Yep. Oh, yeah, we'll get you on there. Yeah, we're, we're calling it uh, Gonzo and the Judge uh, Sports Talk. Yes, sir. I'm always down for that, especially when y'all talk wrestling. Hey, make talk sure you're wrestling. Subscribe to, uh, hey, well I'm glad you mentioned that real quick. Uh, if you're a pro wrestling fan, I'll be airing two uh, pro wrestling shows tonight that, from this weekend that uh, features uh, – the Pope Elijah Burke, former WWE superstar, current uh, NWA star. Uh, you have Isaiah Zane, who's been on AEW Dark. The Russell Twins have been on AEW Dark. Uh, both both uh, shows were real great shows. Uh, we couldn't air them live because of the internet, but we're going to air them tonight. At, uh, first one at 6 p.m. and then the second one at 8 p.m. So if you're a pro wrestling fan, come uh, check those out tonight. What is this AEW that you speak of? All elite wrestling. <laughs> I know that, Jay. My God, did you not sense the sarcasm? No, no. Honestly, I, I really did not. I, 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 I didn't think about sarcasm whatsoever. So I, I apologize. My filter's been a little off the, here lately, but uh, thank you. I, I'll be quiet now. Put the bo- put the bottle down, and maybe your filter will be up. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> We'll see everybody tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern for another episode of the ASAP Afternoon Blitz. We go! Hall sports all plays. Hall sports all plays. Hall sports all plays. Uh, 365.
five, we making a place. You talking the game, get you to the days. We're high in the court, the dying in the lane. Variety topics, living the same. Authentication, sports information. In the airways, taking the nation. All sport, all plays, they working your faces. Grace up the field, so type the laces. All sports, all plays. Net.